Pay attention. Asterisk. Asterisk. Listen carefully. Asterisk. It's always that important asterisk. <laughs> yes, this show has an asterisk. Is that right? And you know why? We had so much fun. We had to shift around the fun to the end of the show. Then we get back to the beginning of the show, and we had more fun. I had to put it at the end of the show. So there's winning, and then there's fun, and in between there's AJ. No, 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 no. There's even more fun, but we're all business. We got two coupons here for you. Now, neither of these is my favorite special RJ coupon. That will come next week. It, we just It's too much fun, and there's already two coupons. I promise next week it's going to be very good. I promise. XFL 50. Now, that's related to the XFL. AJ, what coupon code is that? XFL50. No shenanigans. We're just nope. talking business. Now, what's going on here? We got another coupon code. I'm going to give you both of them, and then we can talk about them quickly, business only. The second one is Football 100. Scott, repeat that. Football 100. No asterisks there. Okay. <laughs> that was pretty good. All right, what's going on here? The XFL season kicks off this Saturday, so literally a couple days away. Now, AJ, you're handicapping. I How's am. that coming? I, I've been it's my nose be to the grindstone. Right, it must be fun right in the middle of college basketball. Yeah, not ideal, but it's it's fun like seeing, oh, that guy's in the Cause XFL? Because here's the thing. The guys that know college football are going to be the best because these are like the college, yeah. like 50-year kind of situation. Yep. I, I believe there's a lot to this that we don't – one of the things handicappers don't do well, anyone I know – is build teams from the ground up, from the players up. Now, there's people who do it, but they're usually not public cappers or usually got big computers. I really feel like I got to get that part of my game at least decent, and I'm going to be involved here. Just, you know, not interfering, but I want to see what you're doing with Fez. Fez would be like, Vito. You know, and again, I love it. If you can get Vito, why not? And then if you got Fez, you got Vito. And by the way, Fez kicks ass, A-S-S, <clears throat> Asterisk, you know, he he kicks asterisk in the XFL. In fact, the last season, he was unfreaking defeated. What was he, McKenzie, like 10 0 and 1 or something? I believe 9 0 and 1. Yeah. 10 games, didn't lose a one. And then they said, we're pulling the plug on the league. <laughs> I want to depressed. quickly give you a couple of the names of the quarterbacks. Yes, all business. Vegas Vipers. I don't think that's the quarterback's name. Brett Hundley is their quarterback. I've heard of him. Yeah. St. Louis Battlehawks. Mm-hmm. AJ McCarron. Oh, now remember he got traded like for a second round pick. Was it? But the Bills got him. Yeah. Oh, they were bad that franchise. Seattle Sea Dragons. Your guy, Russell Wilson. <laughs> ben DiNucci. Dominic DiNucci's Dominic son. Dominic DiNucci's son is well, the starter in, in Seattle. Unbelievable! <laughs> How couldn't you bet that? You know what? I would bet to ants racing if Fez were on. If Fez had taken out his bankroll. <laughs> Like Scott's nodding his head. Like yeah. you've learned that part. Yeah. If Fez's money's going down, and if he's giving away free rolls, mm-hmm. you ain't winning. <laughs> that's that's the part we know for sure. So <laughs> remember, so, all business. He had no. That is business. He has this instinct. He he. So you're gonna be doing it. And there's all kind of packages. Some of them they're just getting rolled in. If you bought the football before you even knew about all this stuff, you get it for free. But if you haven't. That means you didn't. I mean, that took big money, and you had to pay like you know months ahead, and you got your discount over it. But now you get another discount. Now, what else is happening here? So the XFL season kicks off. You got the early bird XFL access, and you can get it from any pro you want for just two hundred fifty bucks, and that's guaranteed to be the lowest price ever. We will never 
have a lower price. So no matter when you buy, it's always promised that you got that for at least an equal deal. You never will have a deal that if you waited is any better. If somehow that happens because of some opportunity, whatever, that we had to offer a great, great deal, we retroactively apply whatever you missed. So let's say we had a, a, this for two fifty, right? Or this is uh, two forty nine, Scott. Let's just do a uh, work through some mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, possibilities here in about thirty seconds. Let's say that next week I say my podcast hasn't responded. We need more XFL. Let's throw two forty nine, but throw in fifty uh, pregame dollars. Now everyone that maybe didn't buy before would have said, "Hey, it sounds good. I'm going to buy." Some people, you know what? We go back to anyone that bought. The two forty nine, and they get fifty bucks. It's like they are now a part of you any can't possible. Miss out. You can't. It's you can't impossible because literally that starts the meeting. Like AJ, you sit on once a week on the sales meeting. They're talking about that rule. Like every time yep. they talk about a package, it's like it can't be better than before. And if it is, we got to make it up to the for people. sure. And that's rare. We even have to make, but it's like you just can buy with no doubt if you want it that you're going to get a better price later. You can doubt if it's going to win, whatever we think it is, but you can't doubt you're going to get the better deal or at least a good deal that could never get better. At least a good is how Luca, or not Luca, but uh, Clemenza talked. He goes, You know any good places on the West Side? <laughs> now, I don't know exactly where that came from, but all right. Take the gun, leave the cannoli soon came after that. Now, the DreamPod listeners can save an additional 50. So, like the fact that it's 249 and you can get the 50 off doesn't change. You're still eligible for anything that might come in the future. Okay. Now, there's another coupon code for us to consider. By the way, Fez was 9011, up 19 units. AJ's doing it, others are doing it. Football 100, that's your code, right, Scott? Yes. Football 100. It lets you get the XFL season access for free. Wait a minute. How's that? It's $249. Well, here's the way it goes. If you know you're buying football or you think you might want to buy football, you can get the super duper duper super early bird special that has the NFL next year, college football next year, but also throws in the XFL season access. Mm. And literally, it doesn't change the price. Like this stuff was being offered before. So this yeah, is the NFL and college football package was already being offered. And thus, this is an example. We didn't even have the XFL on our radar. Fez came in and said, I'm handicapping it. AJ, I said, AJ, I think you should too. He goes, I'll do it. We couldn't plan on that months ago when we people were buying extra early bird things. So now they get XFL without spending another penny. Sweet. It is pretty. I mean, I'm proud. No one can say they didn't get the right deal. Now, they can say someone went 0 and 16, though, you know what? Then they're gone. And that never happened. Now, I don't think we've ever had an 0 and 16. Don't start it, please. <laughs> I don't. What's been your longest lose? I mean, it's been like a couple games. You haven't had many long losing streaks at all, have you? No. No. He said no, like I wouldn't be a part of that. Never. never. Okay, so that's Football 100. So effectively, you're getting that 975 that has college, NFL, and XFL, for $100 less, that's $875. Can't get a better deal than that. That's all business. Now, the pod was quite good. We'll just go to it now because we're all business. Talk to you soon. The week after the Super Bowl and the first week of March Madness Really Mattering edition, we got a almost full Wise Guy Roundtable, A.J. Hoffman. A.J., 
What a great regular season. Post, how was your postseason in the NFL? Uh, pushed around money pretty yeah. much, yeah. yeah. And I made them – like my NFL season would have been so much better if I didn't try to get into props. Like everyone says props, that's the way to beat the NFL – I feel like I was like a genius if I didn't do any props. Instead, no. Well, here's the thing. When you bet over the most popular player on the team every game, it doesn't lend itself to being on the sharp side. (laughs) By the way, Scott Seidenberg, he bets totals two in the house. Oh, I like that. Scott Seidenberg, he bets totals two. You following? You're on to something. Yeah. You're scratching the surface. I scratch. Just scratch. Yeah. I'm like, I'm just keeping at it, though. I'm keeping at it. I got some pigeons on the roof. There's They're... no quitting you. I'll say that. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, you know what's funny? When I have trouble getting the exact right version of something, when I do, it's usually great because because I don't stick with it unless I think it was a big opportunity there. Yeah. No but... setups with you. They were good fighters. <laughs> All right, what were we going to do today? Fez is out. He had a planned week of vacation. Now, if you have any doubts about uh, the the transparency after his bad Super Bowl prop weekend or Sunday, we went over each of the props, talked about on the Monday night, Tuesday release show, and we got a ton of Super Bowl aftermath stuff. We won't be doing a ton of that. We'll be doing the stuff that's kind of a couple days later, what has dawned upon us. What have we learned with the new NFL Films video that came out? And we're going to talk some hires in the NFL, OCs, obviously both Philadelphia coordinators. And then we're going to talk a little Derek Carr now that he's been released by the – or cut, I guess, released by the Raiders. And then we're going to talk about the Super Bowl odds for next year. People say the O2 early. Then if they're too early, don't do them. <laughs> I mean, no, who's forcing them to do it? I like having these odds. And then we got an extended, and they taped it just a little bit ago, college basketball primer. Some would say primer. I say primer because of the movie Contact. Remember? I, I don't remember. I've heard you talk. I've watched Contact. I don't remember primer versus primer. <sighs> well... I don't know if it's the correct pronunciation, but it okay. sounds better. I know Fez is big on the movie Contact. That's oh, like it's a one great of the movies movie. he talks about constantly. It's a great movie. It is a good movie. But you don't remember anything I about just it. don't remember the primer. Uh, was Jodie Foster an astronaut? No. Mm-hmm. Well, why did she go up into space? I guess technically she was an astronaut. <laughs> if, if the definition of going into space makes you, I guess so, yeah. I, I mean, what could be the definition except for that? Yeah. If you trained and trained and trained and never went up. Are you still an astronaut? Are you still an astronaut? I think so. Nah, my mother was I never went to be an astronaut. I never went to war, but I was a soldier. <laughs> What's that from? Because white, white men can't show them. <laughs> <laughs> but it was to be an astronaut? It was like, your mother's an astronaut. And he's like, no, nah, no, nah, my mother was too drunk to be an astronaut. <laughs> no, well, that was like supposed to be an insult. But you weren't a veteran <laughs> of foreign wars. No. See, so there is a distinction for that. Yes. Right? But you still could drink at the VFW. Yes. I mean, no problem. Yes, because technically, because while I, I served while there was a foreign war happening, and there's like a ribbon on my uniform for being active during a foreign war, even though I wasn't yeah. in combat. And for those that don't have the same or the full bio, AJ signed up for the service, signed up when he was 17. Yeah. Did you get kicked out of home? Your dad said enough with enough, you? Enough. Beat it. Well, I, gra- you- I was young in my class, so I graduated G- early. GD. No. 
Well, wait. I graduated high wait, school wait. at 17. I saw politically correct. Equivalency, they call it. No, I, uh, <laughs> real life graduation. <laughs> that was a pretty good Kramer. Equivalency. Right. <laughs> but, um, and then you were gun ho You're like, I'm young, I'm dumb, uh, whatever they mm-hmm. say. And... <laughs> <laughs> you told that's, the girlfriend that's, of, point, that's point break <laughs> exactly <It's, laughs> that guy who plays the cop that gets mad his face is right on no, Gary Busey no not Busey no. the guy that he oh yeah, right, yeah 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 oh my god I love point break <laughs> Jesus like when he's I gotta tell you when he's surfing with the girl and he's like waking up to the beauty of it it was I like it was electricity there absolutely but that girl would not be a movie star today no the standards of you watch these eighties movies, their teeth are yellow. I mean, it's like the standards gone way they were not HD ready. <laughs> All right. So the guy who came and listened to our pod, remember, and brought the pizza. Yep. That nice fellow, he was more made, he was more quaffed and ready to go than the movie stars were yep. in the eighties. And he's just somehow in whatever he did in Hollywood. So it shows you. I mean, when when the Ari Golds look better than the stars did. Things have stepped up, but <laughs> what were you talking about? Uh, oh, the service, service. So uh, he was gun ho, and you you started trying out for the Rangers. Well, yeah, I went to airborne school, and mm-hmm. I and I in my contract they can like if you. Cert- but that was your that was the first step for you to go for the Rangers. Airborne school was yeah yeah, and that was your ambition yeah. And then somehow early on, you felt you broke your foot. Broke both my feet on my but first jump at airborne school. Your first jump. Yeah. Now, did you do something wrong or was it just a bad? I don't know. I think it just landed wrong. And and the, the instructors never told you? like. Well, I mean, they, yeah, they, tell, they teach you how to land. Say, I just did they, it wrong. But, but they said, but you did it wrong. Or did you land? I didn't, tell, I didn't tell anybody that I broke my feet. So you broke both feet? Yeah. And how long did you continue in this rigorous training with broken feet? I finished airborne school with broken feet. And how long did that take? It's five jumps. So five jumps, between how much time? Three weeks, four weeks. And were you like running and you have carrying to, every, logs At airborne and school, stuff? you have to run everywhere. You have to, and like, you ran on broken feet. Yeah. Well, listen, Kevin McHale was... Are we talking about like a, meta, a metacarpal or something? Yeah, that, like, what, well, what kind of, type of broken... I mean, I had, I, had, I, had three, I had three foot surgeries after I... like. But, but here's, afterwards. The, here's the interesting question. If you would have went in for tr- uh, medical care when you broke your feet... I would have gotten kicked out of airborne school. Or I would have uh, had to reset out. Yeah, but, but maybe you could have... Like the rest of your, your years in the service, you couldn't go to combat because your feet were bad. Right? Yeah. So, like, literally, they were so broken that you could never go to combat. And thus, and again, I often have said, and I believe this, is you were like a, a trainer, right? Mm-hmm. And how many of your guys that you were part of training went over to either Iraq or... Hundreds. Hundreds. So, just think about it. If you just added 5% to their knowledge, or let's just say you were an excellent teacher, because I think you were... You could have, like, potentially, like, mathematically, who knows what happened, b- b- meaning that you don't even want to think about it necessarily, because that'd be, like, so much weight to think if I teach him wrong on something and he swings out his arm the wrong way and he, and he gets killed, it's, like, like the, the guilt, you know what I'm, yeah. I mean? Oh, yeah. So, like, I'm not even saying, like, but just think, if you did an excellent job, which I think you did... It could have meant like multiple lives. I mean, if you really think, I mean, that to me, I'd rather have a great trainer than a great soldier because the great soldier can affect one. He's, That's true. Right? In a weird way. And again, he's the, he, I mean, he's less more, like Rambo. Well, yeah. He's more heroic. <laughs> but like, if you're thinking about like who, like who's gonna, like a great football, is Andy Reid or is it Patrick Mahomes? 
Mahomes is great. Belichick it, or Brady. Yeah, like, yeah. But what I'm saying is over the course of a career, it's going to be the player. Yeah. Right. But over the course of, you know, 50 years, the coach, you know, so in a weird way. And I'm thinking full metal jacket, that, the, you know, that <laughs> trainer. But anyway, so you had three years then over that mistake where you were training everyone. Yeah. Yeah. I think you probably did more good that way. But that it was something that was a great consternation to you, right? Sure. Still is sometimes. Yeah. But just think you might have died. Yeah. And then what would pregame do? Yeah, I think you guys would be fine. <laughs> what would Houston Radio do? Yeah, I don't know about that. I think you guys would be fine. What about the rat-a-tat-tat with Scott Seinberg at the beginning of SMU? You'd have some other guy in here. I don't know. It's a butterfly effect that I don't even want to comprehend. Yeah. <laughs> so Fez had the week off. We went over everything. It wasn't great. and uh, But he had every game except one of the 11. He had the line move to his advantage. Every prop. Well, every prop. Mm -hmm. And the prop, thank you. And the prop, the one that didn't was it stayed even. So none moved against him. One stayed flat. And 10 went in his favor. And I'd say amongst the 10, it was split half and half from like the small amount was 20 to 30 cents or 20, 25 cents. And the big amount was 30 or more. And some of them were, you know, 50 cents. So closing line value is supposed to be a sign you're on the right side. I think there's a lot of debates about exactly the way that sentence should be framed, but it's important, but it's not the gospel. Like it is the gospel over the long term in liquid markets. You can't be betting the NBA sides and have negative closing line, you know, lack of value, whatever you would call it, and think you're going to win. It's it's almost it's impossible over hundreds of games, but in prop markets. It's not as liquid, though these were big markets. It's a, you know, but what we're saying is it doesn't excuse the losing. We talked about it at length. But when the guy was like 28 and six and has a, what was it, four and seven? I yeah. Think, is it's part of variance, but we feel bad about it. And uh, what we're going to do is, you know something? I was supposed to have a great coupon for these. I'm going to think about that as we do the rest of the show, and I'll come up with a great one for you guys, which you've probably heard already because I would have done it at the beginning that we tape after, as you know, and as we are forthcoming about, because how could we tell you what happened all on Bill Simmons? I like that. After the pod, you come to the front, you tell yeah. them what to look out for. You know, sometimes, occasionally, I'll say, this thing's not so good. <laughs> Remember? We you had, said that before, right? yes. yeah. Then, yeah. Then, when it's good, you believe it. I I tell I would tell Mary when she cooked it was like I loved it I tell her it was great when I didn't like it I'd say it wasn't your best not your best yeah and you yeah. know what you couldn't believe me if I didn't say that it doesn't go through too well it doesn't <laughs> all right so Fez back next week we're gonna start with a few last thoughts on the Super Bowl Scott if there's one thing you didn't talk about. On Monday, but it's kind of dawned on you it was something to talk about in the Super Bowl recap. What would it be? Oh, something that we didn't talk about. Um, you I'll, know, maybe I'll, maybe Patrick Mahomes is is his gutsiness playing through injury. I don't think I talked about that at all. Did you feel it at the time? Not really. Maybe after I watched this uh, NFL films and, and saw the clip of him in agony and going to the sideline right before the half and kind of screaming. Now, whether he was playing it up or not, he was clearly severely hurt there, or at least it sounded like it. Mm -hmm. When he's putting his head on the coach's shoulder and he's grunting in pain, screaming that the player rolled his ankle, and for him to be able to come out in the second half and not even show signs of an injury and that run in the fourth quarter. The magic of modern medicine. 
to me, yeah, whatever shot he got during that extended halftime. Allegedly. And, and I think we talked about this uh, briefly in our initial recap of the Super Bowl. But if that's a 13-minute halftime, is Mahomes the same in the second half? Well, how long does it take to take a shot? I'm just saying this was a 30-minute halftime as opposed to a 13-minute halftime. This was a, because of the Super Bowl and the halftime show. It's an extended break. So he had more time to get retaped and get reco- and recover and whatnot. If he had to come back on the field after, you know, six minutes in the locker room and then come back onto the field to warm up for a normal halftime, is he, is he okay? I don't know. I just thought of something. So Philly, Casey won the toss and deferred, right? Yep. How much of that deferring was the following? They knew that they could give him the shot before the game whenever they wanted. So they they figure out how she long start in the game. He's fine. Yeah. yeah. And was it that? See, this is interesting because you don't think they'd want the ball at the beginning of the third because I guess I don't know how long the shots take to work. But is if it was a if it were a regular halftime, maybe he wouldn't be ready yeah. at the beginning of the third. And thus, if you were the opposing team and won the toss, you would want to make it so he got the ball after half because it'd be maybe an ineffective possession. Right, if if he didn't have the shot, yeah. but, but they must have known it was going to be fine because by Andy Reid deferring, it was a fact, or by getting the ball in the third, it kind of effectively said he's going to be fine because we want that ball there. But that's interesting. Well, maybe Andy Reid was already planning on an extended halftime. Well, it's all. I mean, the, the Super Bowl. Yeah, I'm saying so. That's that's why. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Is he must have been comfortable with the timing mm-hmm. on mm-hmm. it? Okay, so here's the thing. I think the thing that causes people to be skeptical of Mahomes is two things. One, all the talk, like after his second year, that he's the like second year starting, that he's the best quarterback ever. It's just ridiculous. It was ridiculous. I think it still is ridiculous. I mean, the only thing you need to ask yourself is are we talking like height in a day? Like, Like, this was the best game we've ever seen, right? A given game, let's say. That's a different thing than the best year we've ever seen, right? And it's a different thing than the best five years we've ever seen. Mm-hmm. And then it's a different than a career. So, and even more than that, the, like Tom Brady, you could make the following point. Every chunk of his career by itself, like maybe three of them could be a Hall of Fame career. You know, that if it was like from his rookie year until the third Super Bowl, I mean, the way you've broken it up before, just 20s, 30s, and 40s. Yeah, that, is, yeah that's decades, perfect. Yeah. Like, yeah, all three of them are. Too. Yeah, yeah. The only the 30s gets a little shaky because, uh, well, I guess he won. The thing is, there was 10 years he didn't win, but it was exactly through his 30s, yeah. right? So those 10 years he didn't win, he was putting up. He would have been a Hall of Famer, but maybe not first pilot for just that era. But three, he has three Hall of Fame careers. That That's the amazing part, and no one can say that. But was there any one of those three that he was clearly the best even of the era? Because, I mean, Peyton Manning was better than him Mm -hmm. for a lot of, you know, except for the playoff wins. And how much of that's Belichick, how much of that's defense. You know, uh, I think it was Mike Sando from The Athletic um, (laughs) had a stat, I think it was in this week's, that if you look at if you take EPA on defense and EPA on special teams— and add it up and say that's everything but the quarterback and the offense. That Brady's teams during the first three Super Bowls had um, the second best defense plus special mm-hmm. teams. 
And I think Mahomes was like 28. It was really. Well, there was the one year, the one year that was, and I forgot which Super Bowl it was, but it was the season that they kept comparing to last year. Because remember last year's Patriots defense, the, mm-hmm. the numbers were incredible. Mm-hmm. And they were like, this is the best Patriots defense since uh-huh. one of those Super Bowls. And they were comparing the points per game, the yards per game, all the numbers that might were. Be the Rams year. All the numbers the were first, incredible. The, the second year. And you go second back time. and it's like, okay, then then maybe that's why, you know, Mac Jones had a good rookie season and the Patriots were good last year is because of the defense. And Yeah. But but I, I guess what I'm saying is that Brady's the GOAT and there's not even a debate on it. And I don't think there's one era of these ten year chunks that you could say he was the best quarterback. And thus his longevity, I mean, let's be candid. He had, at age 36, I think it was, he had three Super Bowls, Brady. And he got four after yeah. that day. So that is amazing, but it's a different kind of talent. It's almost like, like here's a great example. Imagine that there was a league that played morning games and night games, and they were across the country but you would have the same team play in each one. So you had your East team and your West team, all right? So East Yankees, West Yankees, and the West would play out West, East, but they were allowed trading players amongst themselves. But imagine that the plane that could take you between games, like to go from one to the other, wasn't fast enough to get there before the next game ended, so there was no way to play in both. If someone invented a faster plane and only had gave it to one team and their best player flew to the other game and played both, would that make him the best player? Or would that make him the guy that had the most achievement and he got it not because someone else invented the plane? He did the work. But longevity and football excellence are, are two different things. And it feels like Brady's longevity is the driver of him being the GOAT more than – he would have been maybe one of the top three or four. He would have been maybe right in the mix if it wasn't for that longevity. I think the longevity, but also, I mean, the consistent winning. Well, yeah. Like, it, it, But he didn't win anymore. I mean, if you think about it, it's amazing how much he won. And I guess it's just that 10 years that he didn't win and 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 – you know, and remember, it was after uh, the Carolina Super Bowl, right? That was was it the Philly, the third one, or the Carolina one, the third one? Philly was third. Philly yeah. was third, yeah. All right, so they win the Philly one, and then literally it was 10 years. and uh, Or there were 10 seasons that began and ended without him winning a Super Bowl. So, uh, now, it makes it even more amazing that he won as many as he did with that drought. I don't know. I... It seems to me that the winning's a big part of it, but if he would have just quit when he was 36 before that next Super Bowl, where what would the GOAT conversation be like? I don't know if he's in the... I don't even know if he's in, yeah, the, he's conversation. in the conversation. Yeah. He'd, he'd have two, in, two MVPs, three Super Bowls. Yeah. He'd be a step above Eli Manning. <laughs> Well, well, I mean, two league MVPs. I, I yeah, sure, mean, sure, yeah, sure, yeah. sure, sure. No, no, he would. I think him and Peyton would be because I re, obviously it wasn't that long ago. The conversation was Brady was better in the postseason. Peyton mm-hmm. was better generally, but he, his teams couldn't get over the top, and it was all they thought it was because of Belichick. It was like the way because people forget. I mean, he, Manning would have these amazing years and then lose sixteen to th- three against. Was well, forty-one nothing to the, the Jets, right? That one year. 
Uh, yeah, yeah, but I mean, I'm talking years. They go 15 and one, 14 mm-hmm. and two, and 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 just get beat up in fog. Or I guess they'd have the home game in that case. But you could also argue that it, I mean, if Peyton Manning didn't play into his latter years, he doesn't have that second Super Bowl, and then what's his legacy? Well, but remember now. The last Super Bowl, I don't think anyone, not many people. Now, once it's a couple gen- a generation from now, they won't care that he played so badly in that game. Mm-hmm. You can't hear that Super Bowl mentioned without someone saying, "But really, that's like a half." He, yeah, he couldn't throw. Yeah. yeah, and and it's the same thing with Big Ben's first one. You can't hear any mention of Super Bowl Forty without hearing that, which is fair. But you know, but if you if if you're a quarterback who only has one Super Bowl, mm-hmm. you're never going to be in the conversation for the best ever. Well, Dan Marino's in the conversation. Okay, I mean, but, I think, but, but what's the reason why he's not really in well, the conversation? He's got none. Yeah, but but I, I guess what I'm saying is you're right. If we look at it, I mean, how old was Manning when he won the first one with Denver? Like 36, because I think so. I mean, we're kind of splitting hairs here. But the point I'm making is that even if Brady wins one more, then he's certainly in the conversation with four, and maybe he's going to squeak out ahead. But I've never seen even Michael Jordan doesn't have the unanimous belief behind him that when you say, like, the only player in all of sports, I think Gretzky in hockey, the great, when you're called the great one, mm-hmm. right? Is it true that if he only had assists, he'd be the leading scorer in the history of hockey? Yes. Maybe he never scored a goal. Yes. <laughs> that's, that's hard to understand. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> Skates where the puck's going, not where it yeah, is. I don't think it's that easy. <laughs> but, but the to me... Jerry Rice, like anyone that knows football, and if anyone talks about any receiver, and like the idea that Randy Moss can't be discussed, like think about how great Moss was at his peak, and they say, no, Jerry Rice. And it's like, I believe that to be true. And, but that gets into the debate of, I think Moss probably had heights higher than but Jerry Rice. Randy, like if I always say, if Randy Moss cared about football the way Jerry Rice cared about football, Jerry Rice isn't even in the discussion with Randy Moss. Yeah, but isn't but would Tom Brady be in the discussion if Jeff George no, cared about it? No, you're right. You're right. Like it's, it, but it's just it doesn't different. go together. It doesn't because when you grow up, where well, you can do everything so easy. Mm-hmm. Why? Who? It, you'd be a fan. Imagine if a guy was that good that he's dominating everyone in high school and he's lifting and benching like still working hard. Think he's crazy. Yeah. Like it would be almost like he's a bully or something. It's almost like the, so. Yeah, especially if you're tall like that in basketball. It's like, how do you even if you're six six and you're in high school and you're playing in some small, like how like no one else can dunk. Yeah, and I mean it's like how I don't even understand. I guess that's why they don't play there. Usually they go mm-hmm. off to. It's not like uh, Hoosiers. Um, there weren't a lot of dunking in Hoosiers either. Don't recall it. No, you hit the I th- square. I think, <laughs> I think when they did that ten feet with a with the ruler. They were saying, shit, we can't dunk here either. <laughs> and we were hoping this would be an eight-foot rip. <laughs> uh, how good was that, Mackenzie? Which part? Oh, see, he, you missed that joke. You're going to have to listen to the whole beginning again just to hear it. All right. <laughs> I thought you just meant the whole Brady conversation. No, but. no, that was fine, but the joke was funny. <laughs> so... Belatedly, but not really, with the miracle of time shifting, let's look at the Super Bowl odds. Now, how many books, Mackenzie, did we pull these from? Oh, wait. There's Mackenzie. Mackenzie, how many books did we pull these from, these Super Bowl odds? Seven books. 
Seven books. Now, I remember back in the day, there'd be like sportsbetting.com be the only ones or something that would have them up nice mm -hmm. and early. Now the seven. And the favorite, the clear favorite, Kansas City Chiefs, plus 575. So a little less than six to one you're getting paid. Now, let's compare this to the Patriots in their glory days. Usually it'd be about six to one, seven to one. Like in general, I'd say more than half of their post Super Bowl years, like that, that they won it, championship years. I say more than half of them paid better than this. So in the point I'm saying is the odds are even better regarding, and this is always confusing. There's less payout for Kansas City than I would say a majority of those post. Patriot Super Bowl teams mm. by a smidge. So, like in general, I would have said the average was like plus six fifty for the Patriots, and it's plus five seventy five here. That means this team's it wasn't a fluke. It's being held in a lot of esteem in a very tough AFC. So, starting with you, Scott, if you had to force a pick, and it was either play on the Chiefs or lay against them at minus I don't know minus eight fifty, maybe we'll have low vig. Would you rather be minus eight fifty? On Kansas City not winning the Super Bowl or plus 575 on them winning the Super Bowl? I think you'd rather be on them not winning the Super Bowl just because the more options that you have. Uh, I yeah, I would take the field. I would take the field over Kansas City. At minus 800. Yeah. AJ? I'd take Kansas City at plus 575. Like, I, I think I would too. And, and my rationale is there's something about Kansas City that's more consistent than even the Patriots. I mean, think about it. To win or to – what's more impressive, winning five straight Super Bowls? Or five straight AFC Championship games? Or five straight having the best record in your conference effectively. Mm. Though I think one of the – did someone get beat that had the – because Tennessee had the number one seed the one year. Yeah. But still, to, to be the surviving team, every, you know, no team has ever done that in the Super Bowl era, right? I know the Patriots didn't. So five straight division titles. No, five, no. I'm saying I'm just talking about yeah. the Mahomes, the Chiefs now. Five straight division titles, five straight twelve win seasons, five straight championship, championship games. Host. Yeah. I mean, Patrick Mahomes has never played a road playoff game. That's crazy. So I mean, Super Bowl considering that neutral, mm -hmm. though I guess against Tampa, you know. But um, to me, here's why I think that's the case. I think it's the case, I mean, the consistency is because offensive excellence, especially passing excellence, is the best or the most predictive of all the stats. So meaning if you look at passing on offense, running on offense, passing defense, running defense, special teams, and even if you broke up special teams, you know, a couple of things, is the most correlated where the consistency, meaning if this number is this this year, what's it going to be next year, right? Some stats next year, like special teams, next year is almost not even connected to the year before. Only with a couple teams, like the like the, um, the Ravens, the Ravens and the Patriots. This year they weren't, but you know, in general, there's a cluster of those guys, and otherwise it's pretty random, right? So there's no, they call it sticky, you know, not, not a technical term, but how sticky is this stat? Meaning, you know, how much does the last year dictate this year? Mm -hmm. And passing offense is the most sticky stat. So if you're a great passing offense, consistency 
I mean, think about it. what's the most consistent defense we've ever seen of the last 20 years, let's say. I don't know. There's not many because they never, no defense tends to be good for more than like two years. Maybe the Ravens team that won won the Super Bowl, the first the, like the first Ravens Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean they've generally that had era. a good defensive team, and so has Pittsburgh. Yeah, but and so has the 49ers since. I mean it's been a handful of years, but it's like they will have a four win season. I mean like literally, yeah. the Ravens had like a four or five win season this century. Now Steelers. Yeah. They've had Never a lot below 500. Well, since since Big Ben, not since yeah. Tomlin, since Big Ben. That's what people forget. <laughs> but now he did it without Big Ben, so I give him credit. Yeah. Um, what a oh, what a victory this year. Well, I mean, what a, a moral victory. I yeah. Guess. But um, symbolic. I I I just don't. I can you imagine? Like, what odds would I have to get? Let's talk about the tail, right? The tail of a distribution. So 16 and 0 is a positive tail. What would it take for Kansas City? To win, go seven and ten, other than Mahomes getting hurt. Uh, that I was going to say. That's the only answer. What other player or position? Because I would make the case. Kelsey. Yeah, he drops him to seven and ten. No, I don't no. believe it. He's important as all get out. Yeah. I agree. He might drop him to ten and seven. I'm saying, what other player on any team in the league? I mean, I would make the case that Kansas City is the most consistent passing offense in the last 20 years, and passing offense is the most consistent stat year to year. And thus, they don't have down years. Kind of makes sense. Yeah. I, I, I mean, I, I mean, I guess Lamar Jackson's pretty clearly important to what the Ravens do. Like when you look oh, at the- but they, they win like seven or eight games with him. Yeah, that's well, a problem. No, I, I guess that's a Steeler fan talk. <laughs> but, I mean, come on. But, I mean, if you just look at the, the amount of games they win, like the percentage of games they win where he's the starter versus the percentage of games they win when he's hurt. Yeah, there was still a playoff team this year without him. Yeah, but they much. got the record with him. Yeah. Well, I mean, but they, they almost beat the Bengals without yeah. him. You see, I actually think that's wrong. I mean, I would make the case Harbaugh acquits himself well without Lamar. What about the Bills? You take Josh Allen away. How, how good are they? Well, I mean, well, they're not thirteen and three. I mean, well, yeah, but this year, this year before the season, the talk was that it was one of the best rosters in football. Yeah. So usually, a team like I mean, the Forty ers were durable with quarterback, True. right? So I mean, we know that wouldn't happen with Mahomes, but no one thinks that any of those quarterbacks were Mahomes. It's it's pretty stunning the consistency, and you got to give them credit. Mm-hmm. I mean, whatever. You know, inclination I have not. I mean, the more I hear about Andy Reid from people that know him, the more I like him. He's just a hard worker, you know. And I guess with the way there is a buy, you look at him. Oh, he's a little goofy looking. And I mean, like that's that's a prejudice. I don't know prejudice. It's a bias that is bad, right? Because I do think people like if you see someone that's running triathlons, chances are he's not lazy, right? You can, but. Every triathlon runner, or no triathlon runner, is lazy. But not all chubby people are lazy. You see? Yeah. So I think it can prove it's not the case, but it can't prove it is the case, chubbiness. But I tell you, did you hire at Houston? Did I hire? Mm-hmm. Yeah. When you were the PD? Yes. Okay. Thanks if, for giving me the job. <laughs> if, if, someone came, if someone came in and they were... 330 pounds, but not football weight, meaning they're just that chunk. They should be Obese. 200, but they're 330. Okay. Would that have swayed your your judgment? Like when you were lining up the pros and cons on someone? 
Possibly, and what would shouldn't have? Uh, but uh, like you think, oh, this guy doesn't. He doesn't uh, care. Priority. He doesn't care. Yeah, he's not a uh, guy who's who's worried about doing doing the little things. What happens if they have like an unruly beard that doesn't seem properly trimmed? <laughs> I guess I'd fire his lazy, <laughs> lazy. No, but you think where does that extend? Does that extend to a, a bushy hair? You know, like a guy right. that, like Bill Gates never really had his hair combed all that well back in yeah. Microsoft. I don't know what's going on now, but <laughs> Einstein. I mean, well, no, he's got. Oh yeah, Einstein's <laughs> hair, right? Well, that was his inventing electricity. Oh wait, that's, <laughs> uh, it's confused. But um. I think we're, as humans, we do that. The way you present yourself matters. Like, it, yeah, but but again, now the question becomes: What about? Because there, some people are going to say that no matter what weight you have on, it's genetics. You can't help it. Obviously, there's discretion to some degree. But I think it could be said there's certain people that are never going to be thin. So if someone's anti, like if, if there's any fat on someone, that means they're lazy. Then that to me gets to be totally unfair because if someone can't control it, yeah. Sorry. But now the question is what happens if it hurts your performance? If you know for like let's say someone came in with severe halitosis, a bad breath, and he's a salesman. Yeah, not gonna be a good salesman. Now, would it be okay to prejudice against him because of that? His halitosis. I mean, would it be okay? Yeah, the ethics. Probably not. But would I do it? Probably. Probably? You shouldn't be PD if you say probably. <laughs> if you knew there was some element of his, if it's his fault or not, that's going to hurt his performance. And, and well, and that's me saying, like, would I? Let's be honest. You're not hiring the overweight guy to be on the street team. Yeah. Like, should I? And, I mean, we did that with with promo girls. Like, mm -hmm. the girls who wanted they to come. They were models that passed out. <laughs> it was like, I mean, do we want her on our promo team? I don't know. See, it's wrong, but it's is it's it wrong all, or I, what, I, what are the elements? I mean, that's why here in Vegas they actually do like the the they're called they're yeah. models that serve. Exactly, they're not servers. That's, yeah. that's the way to get around the laws of being a waitress. They're like models or, no, or, or like Twin Peaks or whatever. Yeah. yeah, like they're they're technically models that happen to serve. We when I first when I was in first radio, the first radio station I worked at was in Austin, and it had two signals. It was and they called them the twins, mm -hmm. and. For our promo girls, we we wanted to find a pair of twins, and we had like I don't know ten pairs of girls come out, and like we knew as soon as we saw this particular set of twins, we're like, yeah, they're getting the job. I don't care. Like it didn't matter what else happened. It's like now if you guys were clever, what you should have done was get two attractive girls that were attractive in very different ways. <laughs> like 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 a J Lo looking girl and uh, you know Reese Witherspoon looking girl. You said two different looks. Okay, yeah, but I would say one, let's say, real thin, one. Oh, I was like, you know, brunette. more, more uh, bulk. And then the other one, blonde, you know, if you could have got like exact opposites, but both, you know, by your taste attractive, that would have been clever. The twins. I wasn't in charge then. I was just a radio guy. Mm -hmm. And I was like, yeah, get those hot chicks. <laughs> I was a single radio guy. Oh, me. there you go. Did you date either of them? No. God, they're out of my league. Did you try? Yeah. Did you tell them about your military service? Yeah. <laughs> like your first thing. Yeah, it didn't they're work. Like, they're like, wait, you were the teacher? <laughs> you, might, you might wonder why I'm limping. <laughs> <laughs> you injure easily. Uh, I wouldn't say that. Uh, your first jump. You, I play hard. Uh, well, your first jump, you blow out both feet. Mm -hmm. Your first um, sparring match... At jujitsu in Vegas, you blow out your knee. Yeah. There's a lot of firsts there. I mean, if the first time he ever swung a bat, if he had like Tommy John, if he threw <laughs> out his shoulder, he probably wouldn't keep doing it. 
Imagine someone walks up, takes one swing, and gone. Yeah. Down. <laughs> I'd be like, don't. But you kept jumping. Yeah. My first MMA fight, I broke my big toe pretty like bad. Like so, it was so gross. The fact he's telling you this. Yeah. Now you might say, well, wait a minute. Why are you talking about this? This is a tease. This is a contextual tease ahead. Yeah. And so I'm going to say, let's keep moving. This is like Inception. It's, it's <laughs> the, a tease within a tease within a tease. <laughs> the Bills seven to one. Now that's a big drop. That's 125 cents. I got to get some water. I'm going to let you talk about the Bills for about 90 seconds. And Scott, you kind of be the voice of reason. Sure. All yeah. right. I, I think the Bills every this starting this season and going forward, every season gets more difficult for the Bills to win. The Bills window to win, the opportunity to win, uh, was this was last season when Josh Allen was still relatively affordable, and now every every year that goes on with Josh Allen on his second contract, guys are going to fall off. You're you're gonna you're gonna lose guys here, lose guys here. And the team is the roster is not going to be as good. And RJ was right last last year. The big thing about the Bills was it felt like they had the best roster in the league. I don't if they if they do have the best roster in the league still, it's not by much. And it's there's like a one one a one b situation. There's no separation from the Bills and and the crowd when it comes to roster. So I, I think that it warrants a drop off. Uh, I. I still guess they feel like they should be the second favorite behind the Chiefs, but I think it's just by default. I, I don't know who else I'd put ahead of the Bills. I, I think you also have to acknowledge with the Bills that the path is getting more difficult every single year. The division is getting better. The Dolphins sure. were a playoff team last year, and if Tua could you know, walk straight and see straight, who knows what they can do this year. And the Jets, if they get a quarterback, whether it's Aaron Rodgers or Derek Carr, you know they're going to be better. So the path for the Bills, I think, gets more difficult each and every year. I mean, if your worst team in the division is maybe the Patriots, yeah, that's a pretty good division. Yeah. Which I think, based on the optimism of the Jets getting one of the yeah. quarterbacks, I would have the Patriots as the fourth team right now. Now, I got two questions before we move on. One, it might be a little far field. If you don't think you're drinking enough water, would eating a bunch of peanut butter cookies be no. healthy? No, no. Because it would induce you to drink more water. Mm. These crackers are making me thirsty. That kind of thing. Yeah, but then you, you it does actually make you thirsty. Yeah, if you're not you drinking drink enough water. water. Yeah, right. but I think you're defeating the whole purpose because there's a lot of salt in the, in those in those peanut butter That's cookies. That's what makes you thirsty. Yeah, yeah but salt that and Gatorade. But also, what, it also is what dehydrates you. He Mackenzie only interrupts in two things about anti 49er talk. And anything that somehow says that he can't eat or drink as much as he wants. He's like defending Gatorade. <laughs> All right. My second question is, do we have to reevaluate how good the Bills front office and coaching staff is? Because McDermott has gotten a lot of credit. There was just been this assumption how good he is. And you know what? He blew the Kansas City game two years or now, you know, not this year, but last year. It, all you have to do is, I mean, squib it. squib it or even better, high kick it to yep. the 10. I mean, it's almost impossible. It's almost that like you can't understand other than a breakaway mm -hmm. crazy mm -hmm. play, how they would even have the time to even have the like, competitive passes. Um, Now, this Von Miller deal, the only time they needed Von Miller was maybe, let's say, the division right. They needed him for three games. Meaning, if he didn't play any other game, they were going to be fine. They need to be healthy for three games. 
what were the odds that Von Miller was going to start the season in camp and stay healthy for 19, you know, 19 or 20 games? Not great. So why? But they gave him a four-year year deal. He got, I mean, people thought Von, remember when Von Miller went to the Rams? People thought the Rams were crazy for giving up what they gave up. Yeah. He performed very well. Yes. Let's give him credit. But he was hardly playing. He didn't play the whole season. He was hardly playing with Denver, if I recall. Maybe look at his snap count. I guess what I'm saying is they had all this money that they could have done a bunch of things with. And I get why that killer pass rusher could have really brought the team together because the other pass rushers were good but not good enough. But once they had to double him, they were get, he was helping everyone. But, man... If you could get, like, I mean, forget Aaron Donald or something, but if you could get, like, the eighth or ninth best pass rusher that's, like, 25, 26, like, the dude, I'm terrible with defensive names, the, the Philly guy that had the bad game. Hassan Reddick. Hassan Reddick, yeah. 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 So he's up this year, right? I think his contract's no. up, right? No, Philly just, it's not? Philly just bought him in. No, just, but it, was it a one-year deal? Can you look at that? Because a guy like that, those kind of, well, when you say brought in, implies oh, he's coming from another team. So, like, a guy like that says, young, I kind of get it. But, like, why would you go with the big name that you know is overvalued? And they paid him, like— Yeah, he's on—Hassan uh, on the contract. Uh, I guess he has a potential out, but he has a contract. So it's a player's year. option? I don't know what the potential out is. He signed a three-year, $45 million contract. All right, so that—and— and can can you look at the Von Miller contract? Because yep. it, it strikes me that it's not just how good you are. It's what's the odds you're going to be playing in the games that matter. So Von Miller's got 24, 25, 20, well, 23, 24, 25, 26, and 27. Well, I bet he's going to be kicking butt in 27. Yeah. And I was wrong on Reddick because I, I was counting 23 mm-hmm. as this year. So Reddick still has 23, then, an, then a potential opt-out, and he has 24. Okay. There is a potential opt. There is a potential out. In 2025 for Von Miller. Okay, so we're talking about 22, 23, 24, 25. No, there's an out after 24. After 24. Okay. So he can be out in 25. Uh, and is it a team option or a player option? It just says it's probably going to be a player. It just option. says it would be a 7.4 million dollar dead cap with the potential out. Okay, so that, that's I, what it would cost to cut. That means they get yeah, Okay, yeah. so that's not a crazy amount. So how many, counting last year, then how many years was the Miller contract? Three. Uh, no, six years, $120 million. But assume they... they uh, if they get they, out, it, it'll be three years. Yes, right. it'll be three years, 52.4. That's that's almost $20 million a year. Mm-hmm. Does that seem right? What's wild is, so his base salary for this season is $1.3 million. Right, and then there's a signing bonus, roster bonus. Uh-huh. The roster bonus is the big thing, right? Yeah, because they have to prorate that. Correct. In 2024, his base salary is 17 million. That's gonna hurt. Yeah, that's <laughs> why. That's what I was saying. Like the, last Plus, year, they're gonna have all the prorated signing bonus. Last year right? was their best. Signing is only 3.7 mil, and the oh. roster bonus is like 250 thousand. Last last year was their best chance to win, but I also think that. There's an, an overreaction of negativity about Buffalo because it like they went 13 and three, like. It, but they can't win a big game. Is they, it, they barely beat Miami in the, in in the wild card game. Skyler right. Thompson at quarterback. You're right. If Josh if Josh Allen gets back to where he was the first half of the year before, I think it was the Packer game when he, he short circuited or, or, or the Jet game with the elbow injury. Yeah. Yeah. But boy, these don't seem like these seem like mental. It seems like the guy, and I've said it once, so I'll say it quick. That lost a bunch of weight because he had a heart attack, 
And now he that contract was a doctor saying, you're fine, just don't go crazy. And then people's natures, it's like guys that get married and the girl wants him to change 80 things. He can change those things for about nine months. Yeah. And then the try then you start slipping back. I'm not talking from experience necessarily, but yes. I just think it's it's too early to say the Bills can't win the big game when Jesus. I mean how many how many years have they been amongst the AFC elite? This is two now? Well, Lord, they were I mean, I think you felt pretty good the year before when they went into Kansas City. The line was only like three and a half in that game. Right? You go into KC and it's barely above a field goal, you're competitive in yeah. theory. Right, because remember that. If I'm not mistaken, that was the game that tennis or that uh, uh, that that uh, Indianapolis almost beat him. Yeah. Remember, they were they were considered one of the top five teams in the league. Yeah, yeah it's, it's, it's three years. Uh, I was, uh, they, they were because they were thirteen. Years. They were thirteen and three in that in 2020. Yeah, maybe the year 2019 though. They were ten and six. Lost yeah, a lot. But, but remember that was his second year, and yeah, yeah, he uh, wasn't ready. No, well, I mean, again, he made a jump that hardly anyone ever makes a mm-hmm. third year jump. Yeah, usually it's you see a lot of it in the side. Like the Trevor Lawrence is a great example of how a good quarterback, and he's good. I don't think he's a savior, but that's how they do. Now, Urban Meyer was an extra, you know, chaotic input. But in general, if Trevor Lawrence had done 10% better this first year, that would be a typical first year. And then the second year is much better usually. And and you see in the second half of the year, they tend to get better. And that's what he did. Um, Josh Allen had an okay second year, meaning not good. Yeah. And then he had a monster third. You don't see it. It's like Daniel Jones was a year behind. And remember, last year was his year three. And the sense was, oh, my God. Now, I said he got the concussion, got the hurt neck. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But it was like he's done. And now in his fourth year, he stepped forward. And the question is, when's that happen? It rarely, if ever, happens. I mean, think about it. Who was a bust out for three years and then year four they start getting good? Geno Smith. That's year fourteen. But I always go back to like Peyton Peyton Manning. He had one year in ninety nine or ninety eight when the league was very different, and he threw a lot of interceptions. No, but what I'm saying is Peyton Manning didn't win a playoff game until like his fifth year in the league, Mm -hmm. and Josh Allen's won four now. They're they're four and three with him in the playoffs. Like four. Are they four and four? No. We just put the four and four. Oh, yeah, you're right. Yeah, yeah, I forgot about the 0 and 1. Yeah, so they're four. <laughs> they're, they're, well, in the three-year run is what I was thinking. Mm-hmm. So f- he's he's won four playoff games before Peyton Manning had won one. So to say he can't win the big game, I just don't think is fair yet. You think the, the wild card round is a big game? No. I'm just saying how many how many big games has he really had a chance to play in, I guess? Well, every time he plays Kansas City, just leave it there. Then they beat Kansas City. Yeah, in the regular season. When yeah, it that's not a big game? No, because they didn't even get the number one seed. They couldn't even hold that. Listen, if you think you look at the Bills and think big game performers, I don't. Well, that's my but point. I'm just saying it's it like I'm not saying it's impossible. I'm just saying to say that like all of us, they can't ever win a big game. It's it's not fair to say. Who said that? I said that this year, that so far, they've had their best teams. Like. You, would you agree the next three years, statistically, you can't be sure, but if you had a bet, the fundamental team is going to be less good than they were in the last three years? Yes. All right, so let's call that year one, two, and three of the post-Allen's um, emergence years, yeah. right? And now there's going to be year four, five, and six. I think teams, I don't know how they're going to do. They might do better than they might do. But I think the teams from year one, two, and three are going to be better. I agree. And they've yet to win a title. I agree. Thus, something has to change, or it's pure, and there is luck, maybe. Because here's the thing they could have easily won the title if they would have beat Kansas City in those 13 seconds. 
Because, I agree. I mean, they. I mean, Cincinnati. That felt like the flukiest yeah. win. I, I don't know why, because I think Cincy was so much better this year than last year. Mm-hmm. So, and then the way Cincy played the Rams, you got to figure the Bills could. I mean, again, the Bills in the Super Bowl is going to be a heavy thing because they got a town's history uh, sure. on their back. Like the Browns, when they make it the first time, is going to be a heavy thing. And the funny thing is, the Browns. Think about where semantics rule the Super Bowl era. They just said, you know, let's call this game the Super Bowl. Like it was like, you know, it, yeah. the merger didn't even happen, right? It was after, I guess, year three, right? Because of Joe Namath, no, yeah. not cause of, but that, you know, okay. But the Browns won like I think seven titles in the fifties. It's like some crazy number. NFL championships. Yes. Yeah. And to me, if they would have just like said, you know, let's make it Super Bowl nine this year, the Browns would be the win. I think that's right. Let's look at the Browns. But the idea that that, that they're considered this town of losers and it's just cause of a really a clerk a, a marketing decision. It was uh, it was Clark Hunt who did it in 1966. He discussed the Super Bowl when discussing the AFL NFL championship. I think he also came up with the super wild card weekend. But they just kept it in the fault in the files for a while. I mean, this is the other thing that worries me. I want me. to see how many titles the Browns won. McKenzie, they won three with Otto Graham. All right, that was 50, 54, and fifty-five. All I'll right, look it up now. Keep looking. And I said Clark Hunt, Lamar Hunt, obviously, the father. Look, he's still using his little MZQ, so it's his. His name, as I say it, an abbreviation with no space in Q. Plus a question. He's trying to brand his questions. And it looks almost like a royal font. It seems smart. I'm surprised it's not in purple. <laughs> <laughs> and what he says is, I'm going to read it verbatim. Autogram is greater than sign Peyton Manning all time. Question mark. You read that wrong. What do you mean? Peyton who? Oh, Peyton Manning. I think we Man- should take a moment and talk about how fast I type all this stuff. <laughs> well, if you type fast and wrongly, you didn't really but you type read it, it correctly. I was just happy. The audience got what they needed. <laughs> yeah, because I somehow speak McKenzie now, or also known as MZQ. You know, in, 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 I like the in MZQ 19- branding. I think it's smart. You know, in 1948, the Browns became the first professional football team to compete an entire season undefeated and untied. How did we get to this? But this is, I mean, this is a huge thing. Think about it. 24 years before the 72 Dolphins. Because I sneered, I sneered at the Browns, like, once they might make a Super Bowl. So how many, how many, it can't take that long. So they won four NFL championships. They also won five straight immediately before that AAFC championships. Okay, so the the best team in the NFL, effectively, because the Browns were one of the original teams, right? I'll look that up. Yeah. So... They have. It sounds like if you would have started after WW2, and that was kind of a good demarcator for a few things, is when freedom began to rule. Well, until Russia came, you know, right after. So it was. I think there was a good six months the freedom was ruling, and then you know the Cold War started. (laughs) But and now we got China and their balloons. It never stops. AJ, they might have to. uh, Can you still get called up? No, my my sons asked, or my younger son asked me that the other day. I'm too old now. But if it was a real war, like, uh, like, like, you know, they were taking like 40 year olds in WW2. Like, if they said, hey, it's World War III, we need everybody we can get, uh, they'd probably be able to call me back up. I mean, Maverick Maverick got called back to Top Gun to teach a lesson. I mean, they figured they'd call you too. (laughs) So that was just to teach one lesson? 
I'm not spoiling the movie. For yeah, you. I you know I know that movie's done well, and I I love I love the first one. It's good. You never close your eye. Oh. <laughs> Where's my auto tuner at? <laughs> All right, next team. Can I say one more thing about about the Bills and why I think that it, it might not get better than this? Mm-hmm. I don't think there's any pressure on Sean McDermott right now to do more than what he's done. You got to consider that the Bills before McDermott got there. It had been like 17 years since they'd gone to the playoffs. Six or seven different coaches since the Music City Miracle mm-hmm. with no playoffs. Now, I, I I mean, the Bills just getting to the playoffs and being competitive. I, I don't know if the Bills aren't, aren't just, hey, we're here. This is way better than we've been doing. Well, where would they be without Josh Allen right now? Because the year they won, made the playoffs was a lot like the Giants. Yeah. Where there was a sense of like, hey, we got a quarterback that's a stopgap, Tyrod yeah. Taylor at the time, and they sneaked in at nine and seven or whatever. Yeah. And hey, nice, nice thing, but it's like it didn't stop them from cutting Taylor and moving on. Uh, but wouldn't they be that same team if Tyrod Taylor was still the quarterback? Right now, they'd be like a nine. They'd be a nine and seventeen. They'd be yeah. like the New England Patriots yeah. without a great coach. And I don't even know if they'd be nine and seven. Because I, do they get like does Von Miller sign with Buffalo if, if they well, don't have a chance yeah, to win? I, like that's the butterfly. I don't know, but but I guess what I'm saying is it does feel like the McDermott and the front office. And again, I don't know enough about the contracts to really break it down. But tell me this: Does it sound like a smart team signed Von Miller or the Cowboys? It Cowboys. sounds like a Cowboys. Yeah, move. yeah, doesn't yep. it? The old guy that's going on name. Yep. And he's still a good player, but is he going to be good in three years? And when you got Josh Allen, every year should be a play, a chance at the Super Bowl. I agree. But if you make it where you're con- – like this is the op- – Kansas City said we're going to suffer this year to have freedom and money in later years. They won they it won this the year. Super Bowl, yeah. But the Bills are saying, no, we're going all in this year, maybe next, because Von Miller is going to be good then, probably still, if he's not injured. And they can't win it. It feels like there's a problem at coach in, in the front office. Mm-hmm. So Josh Allen is 17.56% of the cap. Stefan Diggs, 8.95%. Von Miller, 8.22%. What? 8.2? So more than Diggs? Just no, less. Just, oh. just, just below Diggs. And then Tredavious White, 7.16%. Who's a head case, apparently. I don't know. They're saying it was mental problems. <laughs> Which I don't—listen, if you got mental problems and you— you know, having trouble, you know, with life, I think get treated just like if you have a, any other illness. But in head case means he's not playing football yeah. too solid. I, you know, I'm not, you know, I think basket case would be the other one. I wouldn't say that. Though that's an interesting pejorative word. Like, because they, they knit baskets or something because they want him to stay calm if they're in a mental institution. I didn't know that. That's why they say he's a basket case. Oh, well, you learn something every day. Yeah. I think that's right. Look it up, Mackenzie. <laughs> When you were institutionalized, what did they say? <laughs> More drugs. <laughs> That's what you said. All right, next <laughs> next team, 49ers, 8-1. to one with, who's, the, who's the quarterback? Well, it's not Jimmy G. I, I, I think Shanahan said that very clearly. Yeah. That's the problem. Is like, as much as I like the 49ers roster, man, 8-1 to one is a low number for a team that you've got just massive questions at quarterback. No matter who, they, no matter who starts week one, you don't feel great about it. Would you have started out felt okay if Purdy didn't get hurt? Yeah, I'd I'd feel better. I'd even still even then I'd still think eight to one short. Well, let me ask you a question. What is the danger of Purdy? Like, is this an injury? Like Tommy John in NFL quarterbacks has never happened, has it? I, 
if I'm not mistaken, the surgery he's having isn't exactly Tommy John's surgery because they're saying he might be ready. McKenzie probably knows better than me. He, is he going to be ready for camp? Yeah, they said the procedure has Tommy John-like elements, but it's not a Tommy John. Uh, he's expected to be ready by camp, yes. Here's the question. What are the odds that Tommy John, the player, would actually get the exact surgery that was named after him? <laughs> I, I don't know. It's I'm like Lou Gehrig dying of Lou Gehrig's disease. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> uh, he's, you don't miss a Sopranos trick. All right. So anyway, you want to read it, Mackenzie? Sure. This is a, a different one. The term basket case originated in America after the First World War, indicating a soldier missing both his arms and legs, Ooh. needing to be literally carried around like a basket. Well, so I wasn't right about that at all. I don't think that's the case because it was usually mental institutions. No, no, no. This is like a joke. It's a, is that like Urban Dictionary? The Not, basket I got case a second myth. source, World War One. Oh yeah, myth. Uh huh. See, I can sniff this stuff out, buddy. Basket. That's like they're saying one day on a big podcast, some dumb dumb's gonna read that, and we're gonna laugh. They've been listening to all random. Yeah, but it all I looks like that quadriplegic is right. Says what? It's right. Yeah. But who's? <laughs> I don't believe it. We've bastardized the term. But now we're using it for that other term. I mean, we're using it to mean what I meant. I yeah. certainly wouldn't be talking about hurt soldiers like that, just the mentally ill. Wait, <laughs> wait, that doesn't make sense either. <laughs> well, well, can't you say, like, you know how like someone would say, oh, I can use that word because I'm black or I'm whatever? Couldn't I say, hey, listen, I, I mean, if you listen to this pod, you know I'm a little off, <laughs> so I can joke. Yeah, why not? Yeah, what the hell? All right. Other than the 49, so the left tackle is going to sign, right? I mean, that feels like a, a contract play, like to get an extension or mm -hmm. something. I mean, I don't think the odds are too good they're going to have to replace left tackle. What do you think, McKenzie? Yeah, the scuttlebutt is that he's going to be back. All right. So. He's their highest cap hit. And, I mean, some are saying that objectively the best lineman ever to play the game. By the way. I just looked like I knew Jake DeLome was like one of the few quarterbacks who have had Tommy John surgery. Uh -huh. The year after he had it was the year that Carolina went, went 12 and four. Was that when he threw seven interceptions though in one game? Um, Full DeLome? Yeah, it might have been. <laughs> no, I think it was the year after. I think because I mean, did DeLome made the Super Bowl, right? That was yep. early in his career, like 03. Okay. That he had the... surgery in 07. 32-29. But kick. the thing is with Purdy is, is his arm was never that strong to start with. So if, if they take even 10% off it, it's over. It's like if Muggsy Bogues somehow lost two inches. <laughs> I mean, you think he would have played in the NBA? Yeah. All right. So, Mackenzie, what, what what should we be looking at with the 49ers other than Purdy? Uh, Nick Bose is probably going to sign. Um, sorry, putting me on the spot here. Nothing really. I mean, it's, oh. it's going to be a very similar team. I think Purdy's going to be the starter. Okay. So here's my question, and this is why I think this number's wrong, meaning it's too low, and you're right, AJ, in my opinion. And here's why. If we know Purdy recovers 100%, or let's even make it simpler. Mm -hmm. If Purdy never got hurt and played a game commensurate with the other games he played this year, meaning exactly the same QBR, exactly the same quality, and San Fran loses by six. And we come out with no uh, – the only thought with Purdy being, man, he, he played the same game in the championship game. We needed a little more, but not his fault, right? Sounds like something that would reasonably happen. Mm -hmm. What would the odds be right now for the 49ers? Everything else is the same. Could they, it be better they, than 8-1? to one? They'd be the second favorite behind the Chiefs. 
Maybe they would be, but should, I guess what I'm saying is— I don't think the number would be that different. I don't think they can be ahead of the Bills. They, I, they can, the well, B- look at the Open. January 30th, before his injury, they were 7-1. to one. Okay, but how how thick was— the, Yeah, it was only a couple books. Yeah, so, I mean, in general, anyone betting that early, they're, they're screwing most. There's probably a big hold in that. I mean— I personally, I think it's hard to look at the 49ers who seemingly, this is Super Bowl odds. This isn't over under nine and a half wins. Mm-hmm. This is like you're going to win enough playoff games to hold the trophy. Yeah. Now, it seems like Shanahan's done everything. I mean, listen, I give him a lot of compliments because he deserves them. He's not built to win Super Bowls. At least so far, he's not. John Elway wasn't until he did. So maybe he's going to. I, I would bet he will if he coaches. If he coaches always 60, he's going to win a Super Bowl would be my guess. But it well, I mean, yeah, look at Andy Reid. Look at what Andy Reid did in Philly. Look at Mike Shanahan. Lost the first three Super yeah. Bowls he played in with Elway. Okay. We know right, it's fan. Now fam- you can mute the mic. You can mute the mic. <laughs> first of all, I don't need your permission to mute the mic. <laughs> but that's the beauty of it. But he, I guess what I'm saying is, how can they be better than the Eagles? Because as much as you want to say, oh, there's contracts up. But if you actually look at their cap, they could keep everyone and not have much else, it seems like. I think the Eagles' loss of both coordinators. Oh, God. That defensive coordinator is good. I'm just saying, there's changeover. There's turnover with the team. Might be improvement. Could be. But there's turnover. And what are they going to do with the players that they have to resign? At least we know the 49ers are going to come back pretty much as we see Without a quarterback. But you're saying if it was the case that Purdy didn't get hurt. No, I agree with the hypothetical. It just makes this line even crazier. Maybe. Because you got there's got to be some real... It's got to be baked in, yes. Because here's the next question. They should be 10 to 1. If Trey Lance were the starting quarterback and they said there's no way he's not as long as he physically can play, what's the number? 10 to 1. I think it's more than that. How could Trey Lance, after what he's shown... Be ten to one to win a Super Bowl. I think if it was if he was one game away, he'd be ten to one in the Super Bowl. <laughs> I mean, I'm being serious. I don't see how he wins it. He can't run. He's a running quarterback that can't run. He's like a bad runner. He's not. He doesn't have natural run. Like there's natural runners and there's not. He's not a natural runner. He's like a guy that gets running. You think, oh, he's kind of fast, isn't he? I didn't know he could run, but somehow he's like a running quarterback that gets hurt whenever he runs. I mean, whatever you want to say about Kyler Murray, he doesn't get hurt when he runs. There's guys that know how to get – Russell Wilson used to get down. He doesn't run now. But, I mean, you watched the games with, with Trey Lance, right? Or at least – yeah. did he look like a natural quarterback? He, I mean, I think he, he looked like a rookie quarterback that was – He was in his third year. I know. Point. No, he, <laughs> well, he wasn't his second year. But, yeah, he, I mean, he looked uncomfortable as a runner. And as, that's what he's well, supposed to be good at. Yeah. I mean, someone said that. I can't remember. And I, I – Quoted it with attribution. It was I said, Josh uh, Hirschmeyer, right? Oh, that yeah, that's it. He goes, if you watch me, he doesn't run naturally. And he's like, how's he a running quarter? I mean, it was like, he's right. I mean, and it, this is nothing against Trey Lance. He's made mil- listen. He quarterbacked at North Dakota State, and he went two years without playing a game. We played an exhibition game, and he's how much? What's his total contract? It's probably like going to be like seven, eight million in year three, four. Yeah, it's like eight million, yeah. He's going to make like 25 mil no boy, matter boy, what. Boy, he conned everyone. He's okay. Who did? He conned everyone. Oh, man. I don't think he conned him anymore. <laughs> I'm just saying he, 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 his stock was high. He chose not to play another college season. Yeah, that's interesting. And then, you know, what if he plays that last college season? And, and he, he gets exposed. Trans- he could have transferred to Alabama or something. He had two years. Yeah. 
He huh. knew his stock was at an all-time high. Think the Russians were involved. And he, well, yeah, there was balloons over North Dakota, probably. <laughs> That's the Chinese. Oh, sorry. Excuse me. Excuse me. <laughs> uh, he he decided not to play anymore in college and just go to the NFL. And they still drafted him that high. They traded their yeah. draft for a hundred. Oh my God, that could be the worst trade. Let's just say this. Let's assume he retires next. No, he doesn't retire because we want the contract to be a drag the whole time. But then, literally, when they say, "Hey, we're going to pick up your fifth-year option," you know, actually, we're not. He goes, "Okay, I'm going to retire." First of all, how different would that be than would that be better or worse than what's happened so far? Because he's played games and lost them. So wouldn't it be better if he never played a snap? Up to this point. Because then there's always the question of what could have been. He's like, man. So what we've but I think they knew there's a reason they didn't. Here's the thing you gotta understand. When his rookie year, they didn't even have packages for him. You have a running quarterback that they could have came up with like a few plays here and yeah, there. Yeah. That's they, literally like slash or or like guys that weren't even quarterbacks they had packages for. I guess when Hill, I, they had packages they for. They did. I guess I knew going into his rookie year, I always expected he wasn't gonna be on the field. And so but he couldn't learn a package, like like the wildcat. He couldn't run the wildcat. I, I I would have assumed he would. Yeah, every beat writer did too. Yeah. They're like, no, we're so happy with his his um uh perf- not performance, his progress, but we're not going to have him play. What are you crazy? <laughs> I'd love to get a, an honest opinion from Kyle Shanahan at this so point. So you're saying what not he, McKen- Oh, wait, go ahead. Like what he feels about Trey Lance now. Like, Whoa, like how, do you feel, much, how do you feel about him now compared to what you felt the day you drafted him? Let's just say it's probably pretty much what he felt about him a month before he drafted him. There was like one moment in time. If that draft was a day early or a day late, <laughs> he would have picked someone else. But again, who would it have been? Like if you, if you could redo that draft and have to take a quarterback, do you take Fields? Or you take um, Mac Jones. Or, yeah, meaning the guys that came after. Knowing now? Yeah. I'd take Justin Fields. Except there's a real chance that Justin Fields is never a serviceable I get quarterback. I agree. And but I think his Mac upside is, is higher certainly than— certainly to be a, at least like a— A backup, a strong— Well, no, I think better than that. He's certainly going to be like an Andy Dalton. I mean, he was—he's been better than Andy— I mean, this year, if you're going to say that— Urban Meyer, one of the greatest college coaches of all time, was so bad in the NFL you can't even count the stats, then I think what was happening, and again, Belichick deserves the blame because he's the head coach, but what was happening on offense there was was a disaster. And the more I hear about it from the beat writers in New England, the worse it was. So it's hard. Mac Jones had an amazingly good rookie year. He did. I think I still would take, the lottery ticket of Justin. I think Fields. you're right. Now, if you had a team and you had to have that quarterback the next 15 years, no matter what, I take Mac Jones. I agree with that. But you want that. more likely to stay healthy, you would think. Healthy, yeah. and I think his just, his floor is lower. His, yeah. yeah, I think that's even like more he's the case. at worst he's serviceable. Mm-hmm. Yeah, at worst you know? he's the 22nd. And we probably saw the worst this year. At worst, he's like what Jared Goff was. A, yeah. a year or two ago, like where okay, it's like, yeah, you know, but not back with the Rams because he was playing better. Yeah, yeah, I'm talking about like his first year in Detroit, where right. it's like, okay, this guy's not gonna, it's not great, but we're, we're not gonna we win much here, but he's not gonna lose a lot. Yeah, yeah. and his ceiling is what Jared Goff was this year. I, well, well, yeah. well, I think Belichick could win a Super Bowl with that quarterback, yeah, if he had the right team, but it's harder than with Brady. All right, I was trying, I was more inflammatory about Trey Lance than I've been in a long time, trying to get him to talk again. But he would. I li- I really respect his discipline there. No, oh wait, I had his mic on. Knowing no. what you know now, <laughs> if you had the after, you know, let's say Trevor Lawrence is gone, 
Justin Fields is gone, Mac Jones is gone. Do you take Trey Lance or Zach Wilson? Oh, for sure you take Trey Lance. Okay. Because Trey Lance is, is somewhat an unknown. Yes, that un, that uncertainty gives yeah, you at least hope that exactly. there's something there. I mean, I would ra- I, I'll say this again. Take a random person at the park in Central Park, and I'd rather him be quarterback than Zach Wilson. I like when you say Sunset Park because it's right down the street. <laughs> I mean, like, because there's a chance. Because then I'll drive, I'll drive through the park and I'll be like, RJ would rather have that guy. <laughs> <laughs> Think about it. I mean, I'm stealing that line from William F. Buckley in the 60s. He was a you know political guy on the right. And he says, I'd rather have five random people from the Manhattan phone book run the country than whoever he was complaining about. And, you know, he probably was right then. Yep. So you're a guy that would take the mystery box over the prize that you already know. If the prize I ever uh, already knew was a, a box a, of rocks, so you, you go, you <laughs> go Are you really first. Stepping on my line, I was going to say a you go dog first. shit. Go you go first in the showcase showdown. Uh huh. It's a couple of vacation packages, a new dinette set. Okay. And they say you can bid on this or pass it to your opponent, and you get the next pr- package. You pass on it because you want the better package that likely has a car but here's or the a boat, thing. a jet ski. Now here's yeah. the, but, but yeah. hold on a second. Here's the thing, and it's a little complicated. If it was just, I want the value of this, it'd be whatever gave me the best median or, you know, mean value. But if it was, there was a girl I wanted to marry who was out of my league and she was on the brink of marrying me. But if we got the double car, she already said how much that would excite her. Then there would be the, the rewards would be um, not equal. They wouldn't rise up in a straight line with the risk or with the uncertainty. They, there'd be a, a plat- not a plateau, there'd be a, a a hockey stick up. Thus, that's what the NFL is. If you want to win Super Bowls, you're not looking for the best mean result. You're looking for the best chance at a 95% result. And thus, I would say, keep the dinette, dinette set, Bob Barker. I'm moving on up. Dun, 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 and then <laughs> I didn't get it, and she left the next day. Oh. <laughs> but you see what I'm seeing the analogy? Yeah. All right, you watch a lot of Prices Right. I, I used to. Prices Right was, was my favorite. It was, game my, show. it was uh, anytime I did not go to school, went to my grandfather's. Like if I was sick or whatever, went to my grandfather's, had cornflakes and bananas, and watched Prices Right. Now was this one hour of it or two hours of it? It was just on. I think was, they extended it to uh, two hours at some point. Not back then. Back then it was probably just one hour. Yeah. It's one episode. What now, when you yeah. heard about the sexual harassment and stuff from Bob, did that trouble you? I mean, I also remember watching uh, Family Feud with uh, Richard, oh, Dawson. Right. Richard Dawson. You know, yeah. Richard well, Dawson. That's, that's kissing called, every wait, wait, that's kissing called every sec- Yeah, that's called sexual assault. Yeah, he kissed your wife in front of you, and then he kissed your daughter. He, like, I mean, let's be honest. What's the odds that he didn't have herpes? I mean, he almost had to. At I least mean, mono. I mean, imagine he goes, no, but no. <laughs> or, or like if the women had bags on their head yeah. to try. I mean, yeah, I bet they had some. Um, Let's just say hubbub. Even if you tried to, like, the women would sometimes try to turn to give his cheek, and he'd pull, he'd grab her cheek yeah. and pull it back to the middle. <laughs> you know, that reminds me of my dad. <laughs> when I, you know, as a kid, you sometimes get like ice cream or chocolate uh, on your face. If he saw any chocolate, he'd, he'd lick gra- his thumb. Yes. Oh. He'd grab, but first he'd grab my face. Like under my jaw, so I'm like eight, you know, trying to struggle away. He's holding it. Then he goes like this. Yes. Now what I'm doing? Explain it as if you're an announcer. RJ is licking the whole thumb is in the mouth. The me- the whole thumb is in the mouth. <laughs> and then it goes up and just starts rubbing. Uh. <laughs> I that's trauma. I'm traumatized. Yeah. <laughs>
<laughs> In fact, the show's over. <laughs> yeah. All right. Now, <laughs> I liked he went to announcer's voice. That was good. Next up, the Eagles. We've already touched on it, we, and their odds are 8-1, to one, exactly the same as the 49ers. I think it's all what they do in the offseason. Mm-hmm. They got the best. You know, he won executive of the year, Roseman. But, I mean, I'm saying he's certainly a top five executive year in and year out. I think it's in good hands, whatever they do. Hurts is a tr- – uh, listen, Hurts's play in that biggest game shows the biggest game isn't too big for him. Like, we now know that. He was the best player on the field. Yeah. The biggest game is not too big for him. That's all you can ask for in a quarterback. Can we win with this guy? And you could in his second year as a full-time starter. I think he's going to be better next year. They have a lot of decisions to make. You got Fletcher Cox, Robert Quinn, Brandon Graham, when Javon Quinn, they, just, they traded for like a week nine. It's a one-year rental. Yeah, well, it's still this is still money coming off that yeah. they have to decide to bring back. James Bradbury, the guy who had the holding in, in uh, you know. The Giants guy, right? And we talked all season long about their schedule. Mm-hmm. Like, their schedule is going to be harder. Like, you're not going to play one of the two or three So they'll play easiest. the 49ers. They'll play the Bills. Oh, so the Bills is the crossover? Yeah, Bills, Chiefs. Mm. Um, that's that's not the one two you want over there. But yeah. since he's the other one, you wanted that. You wanted I Tennessee. That, I bet you that. Or I guess Jacksonville. Jacksonville. I bet you that Chiefs game is going to be the opening Thursday night game, Super Bowl rematch. Ooh, have they done that before? Yeah, it is Chiefs because the Bill they play the entire AFC East. So yeah. the Chiefs I don't know if they've the done the Super Bowl rematch. Broncos before. Panthers. Yeah, they did. They did. Okay. Yeah, I bet you that's going to happen. Oh, Broncos. Boy, they really wanted to crap on. I mean, like we knew Carolina was a fluke. Let's show them how much of a fluke it was. <laughs> Either that or it's going to be like one heck of a Monday night game for ESPN. Yeah. We're already talk, getting excited. Yeah. I hope it wasn't like that Rams, crappy Rams team that AJ liked. <laughs> um, to me, what we haven't debated and what is kind of interesting, we've been talking top five quarterbacks if we redrafted, mm-hmm. right? And that's been going on, you know, on and off for a couple of weeks. No one has mentioned, no one, no one has mentioned Lamar Jackson. So, AJ, earlier you were talking about Lamar potentially being one of the most important players in all yep. of football to his team, but you didn't even, did you even consider him? Yeah, it, when I did the list the first time, Lamar Jackson was my, my sixth guy after Trevor Lawrence. Hmm, that's, that's but I had to take contract into account. Remember you took yeah. and he didn't have a contract, so it's like, oh no, he's he was playing under a contract and he, then he has to resign, just like. Josh Allen did the yeah. year before he did. The only question is, apparently they're a hundred million apart. Yeah, I don't know. And it's it's hard to look at Lamar Jackson as an elite elite guy when he's played so few games the last couple of years. So so if he the way he's played the last two years, not his injuries, but the way he's played, that doesn't cause you concern. Because can you win a Super Bowl throwing that? I don't want to say inaptly. But let's just say erratically, let's just say um, not that far above. I mean, is he even an average thrower? I don't think so. Probably not. He was his MVP year. Yep. But defenses start to figure out what you can do. If you can't yep. do almost all, you've got to be able to do enough that every choice that they make is a fine. You have an alternative. You have a response that you're decent at. And the quarterbacks that have that. And that, you can't. You, that, you don't have to do everything. You have to do something that can counteract anything they do. And Lamar doesn't seem to have that right now. Though the team's stats are still good with him, I just don't think you win the playoffs. I mean, even the Eagles, who ran as good as the Ravens have at any season, I think, mm-hmm. right? I mean, but I'd say it was comparable. Some of these is 
Hurts throws for all those yards. I mean, there's times you're going to have to throw the ball and throw it effectively, not like a single wing or not like a – I mean, it's too extreme to say he's like a wildcat quarterback. But here's the question. If you have a good wildcat quarterback and then you have Patrick Mahomes, is Lamar Jackson closer to the red zone quarter or the – I mean, I The mean, wildcat quarterback. Yeah, the wildcat quarterback or is he closer – I mean, I, I think, think he's closer to the – I think the example is – if Christian McCaffrey played quarterback the entire game for the 49ers mm-hmm. in the, in that and they had a in, chance in to plan play, for it and they they planned for it uh, and they yeah. prepped for it they knew going into the game we do not have Brock Purdy or our backup or Josh Johnson and they had Christian McCaffrey line up at quarterback would that game be better than what Lamar Jackson could do passing wise man I well that that the Lamar lovers are gonna hate you uh, yeah Wait, I don't like that either Christian McCaffrey's as good of a thrower as Lamar no, Jackson I'm, you say, that right? I'm saying the game like the like the game plan like if they were running the whole game out of the wildcat using that strategy yeah, and then and then five, and then six times a game we're passing I think he's more of a quarterback than that yeah I I think I think he's saying something different. And it's probably not on point, but let's make sure that there's no misunderstandings. What you're saying is that's a that's a viable way to maybe play a NFL game. And how effective would that be versus how effective Lamar is playing the way he does now? Effectively, that's what I'm saying. Yes. And I'm saying that's really more of a hey, you got a quarterback who's not elite as a passer, and they're not really emphasizing the run as much as maybe they could or should. Because of injury, whatever. But on the other hand, you got a one game sample where this team's going to have a running back pretty much play quarterback. I still think that it's in a way you could almost think. I don't think you mean it to be disrespectful for Lamar, but I think it could be taken that way. But think about the, think about the Bears' offense. Like mm-hmm. that's they, a good example. They decide this is our best chance mm-hmm. is having Justin Fields just but run. This is a team with the number one pick in the draft. Yeah, this this is our best chance. That was Justin Fields just run. And that's fine. That's how they're going to play these they games. They were pretty damn good at seeing, but they couldn't win a game. I agree. Uh, but to my chagrin. Lost yeah. their last 10 games. How many times did they cover, though? They looked, they, I mean, that's the thing. He <laughs> looked good. And, 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 and I think it's fair to say Justin Fields is, the, is a better runner than Hurts. I think Lamar is a better runner than Hurts. I think Hurts is close, but I think Hurts is a better passer right now than either of them. And where would Hurts go in the draft? Third or fourth? If we were redrafting the entire league, I think we all or fifth at the, lo, yeah, the long at the, shot, at right? Least, yeah. All right. And where's Lamar going? I don't know. I don't think he goes top ten. Uh, 10 so here's the 11, question. Maybe. Here's the thing. Like if we could transport Lamar's uh, after the 2020 season. So MVP season was 2019, and then his season after was not too far off of that. It was far off of it. It wasn't a bad season. Though. Okay. So before the last two seasons that it, where he's been hurt. If we said after that 2020 year, would you rather have Lamar or this version of Jalen Hurts? I would have said Lamar and not thought twice about it. Well, no. If you knew that that was going to be his level from there on, because you could make the case after one year, you could say the two the 19 year still seems like it's a possibility again. Mm-hmm. I think at this point it doesn't feel like a possibility. You're right. So that's why it's like he doesn't jump to mind anymore because now there's been two years. Where he hasn't been close to what? By you saying he's hurt, that's like saying it's hindering his play on the field. I I don't know. He didn't come back. Yeah. I mean, it seems like a lot of people thought, at least in the organization, Harbaugh thought he should have came or was questioning him not coming back. And let's not let's add in this contract. I would say if he had, if he was under a contract, would he come back? I I mean, my guess is yes. I listen. I don't like Lamar because I'm a Steeler fan, so I don't dislike him personally. 
I thought, you know something? This guy's so gutsy. He's going in without a contract. He's standing his ground. You know what? He's got enough money. I mean, not that he wants to lose any money, but even if somehow he had a career-ending injury, it would be horrible, and it wouldn't be generational wealth, but the guy never has to work again. So mm-hmm. like, in a way, you could say a coal mine or whatever would say, well, whatever. But I'm saying, hey, listen, people don't, millionaires don't think like that. They want every dollar typically. He's risking it. But then when you get to the point where you're maybe not coming back and you're at minimum not with the team when you're supposed to be, like that that to me is as troubling as him not coming back. There was obviously something wrong. Yeah. And he'd never seemed like a guy that was disgruntled. So somehow this money has wedged between these guys. I think he's gone. I don't think he plays for ball. We, right now, well, I mean, let's look at the Baltimore odds. They are, we'll jump to them, 22 to 1. Now, this is a team that, I mean, McKenzie, just look at last year's openers, right? I'm guessing that, that Baltimore is like 10 to 1. Opened at 20 to 1, oh. 17 to 1 before week one. Really? Boy, I guess the narrative is just there that they can't do it in the playoffs. Because can we look at their over/under win total? Well, and remember the Bengals. Look where the Bengals were well, at I that know, time. I, I B- had them back. Remember? Yeah, the Bengals have taken a, a big leap in everybody's minds at this point. I and rightfully so. And real quick, uh, when you go back and see how many teams Baltimore had ahead of them, and then see how many they have in the win total, my I would make a major guess there's less ahead of them in the win total, which will show the difference between how good a team's going to be and their chance of winning a Super Bowl, which is about that top 5%. There were seven teams ahead of them in both cases. Wow, that surprises me. Okay. Huh. Yeah, but the, that's interesting. So the so you're saying the 49ers were 16-1, to 1, and the 49ers had a higher win total last year? Uh, it was actually it was about the same. It was 10, and the Ravens were 10.2, so slightly higher. So then I'm right. I mean, I'm showing you the numbers here. There's seven teams in both cases. There's oh, so there's a team a... that was behind them in the Super Bowl, but ahead of them here? Yeah. Well, who's that team? Probably the Chargers. The, the... No. Yeah, this is fast. The Broncos. What? They said they might not win a lot of games, but you get Russ in the playoffs. Wow. All right. Well, you report in when you figure it all out. Um. I'm sorry. It was actually the Packers. The Packers. No, it... Never mind. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's hard to do that stuff live, you know? It looked like there were six teams ahead do of them. Do me a favor, though. Will you will you like focus on it silently and then tell me? Because I'm very surprised if I was wrong about it. Yeah, there were six teams. AJ's right. And how many was there on the other one? Seven. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Now, think about it. Are we that. talking about this year's win total? Like, no, but hold, hold, hold. we got to really drill in here. He's there saying, but there's seven, but there's... I go, it doesn't sound right to me. I, like, I wasn't looking not even up there, yep. was I? I wasn't even counting them. What do you think of that, AJ? You, it never ceases to amaze me. Because there's just some things that don't feel right. You're right. And I think taxes are one... Oh, wait. That's oh, we're talking about actual sorry. wins from this season? No, no. So what we were saying was last year, uh, coming into the 22 season, right? The season yeah. just finished. Is, um, coming into it is, I thought... It was surprising the Ravens' Super Bowl odds were, I think, open like a 20-1 to 1 or 22-1. to 1. That seemed like they were getting paid a lot for mm-hmm. a team that's just generally been good recently. And then I thought, oh, maybe it's because he doesn't do well in the playoffs and that narrative has taken hold. And I said, oh, I bet there's less teams ahead of them in the win total on the season, which is just about how you do during the regular season. Oh, so not the actual wins. You mean like the, the win, win total, the, the, the yeah, expectations. Yeah, yeah, coming. The numbers, yeah. And it was only one team less, but mm-hmm, mm-hmm. McKenzie was – 
was let's just say accidentally miscounting to to have me be wrong. I, I'm not saying he did it on purpose, but I don't know. I said a few things. Maybe that's his revenge for talking about Trey Lance like I did. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So ball. I mean, is there? I mean, what are the all right fifty even money bet? Is Lamar the quarterback for the Ravens this year? Scott. Yes. Yeah. AJ says yes. Yes. All right. I say no. Ooh. I'd say they'll franchise him before they just let him go. Mm, that's why we have a green button. Oh, now that's an interesting point. Mm, I think he might be right. I don't think they, but they, but here's the thing. I don't think they, no, I think Scott's right. Cause I don't think they franchise him. They franchise him. Then they trade him. I don't think that they bring in a guy like they're a team team. I don't think they want someone that's not part of the team anymore. It's yeah, interesting. Cause I mean, you know, there's going to be a lot of teams looking to trade. I mean, doesn't do they Washington like they do, want to give a lot for him? Do, do they I, feel like they can have another year where they can negotiate with him? And well, he's not. I mean, he's not sitting with the. I mean, he's doing things in playoff games that. Yeah. I mean, now again, maybe he wakes up. Well, not wakes up. Maybe he has a different perspective on it. Because again, I want to finish my positive point. I thought it was gutsy him just saying, "I'll play," you know, and it's like people I respect, like serious people, saying like, "I would never play a down." Like, hmm. I mean, I get the money matters, but. I mean, wait, who's the last player that got hurt so bad that it really affected their career? RG3, a quarterback? Yeah, that was a bad one. Yeah, so it happens. Yeah, it did it RG3. All right. Let's back up now. We got the Bengals at nine and a half to one. I think AJ talked about that, uh, or at least mentioned that there's just a fundamental change. And we thought that. The the smart let's just say the market felt like the Bengals got lucky mm-hmm. last year, and last year was in the Super Bowl against the Rams, and they had a bad O line, blah blah blah, and there was a lot of go balls. I mean, the thing is with the X's and O's types, they say the they say the repeatability of the offense is so much better now. It's not just a lot of long passes to chase, which are high variance. Um, the defensive Big Lou. Has, is one of the hottest defensive guys. I mean, like, he's probably a top three or four defensive coordinator now. Fangio being on that list just got picked up by Miami. Um, all the talk about having to pay Burrow and Chase, they get about a year and a half uh, of, you know, he's not, remember, this is going to be his fourth year. That is still on the rookie deal. Mm-hmm. The fifth-year options have been, been or will be executed. That's like a, at least a couple of years ago. It was like 20 – well, it was just with, well, was um, with Sam Baker. Darnold? Yeah, Darnold. I'm sorry, yeah. It was uh, – I think it was like $22 million or so. Or maybe it was 18 But it's somewhere in that, you know, above a rookie deal. Yeah. But, yeah. So you're still getting half a cost certainty or, or cost discount. And – then they can start. They can use whatever years that are ahead of there any way they want. They can say, "All right, we got to pay Chase this year, so let's make his cap hit." So the thing that I've realized or come to understand is signing Dak like they did with no flexibility. There was only so many years, and thus they couldn't move money around. Is so much less attractive than getting a Mahomes deal. Now forget that Mahomes is getting it even a little cheap, meaning the team's getting him kind of cheap. Let's assume he's paying exactly the same amount of money as Dak, and that's the highest in football. The lack of flexibility on Dak's deal is a huge negative, and the max flexibility 
with Mahomes is a huge positive. And Josh Allen has a lot of flex in his contract because it's like, what, seven or eight years. So in a weird way, I think they're going to give Burrow a big, long deal. Mm-hmm. A lot, and I think it's going to give him a lot of flexibility. So I think they at least got two more years where the money isn't the issue. And then intermittently, right? Does that sound right? That sounds right to me. So since he's just better, I mean, who has improved? I mean, Philly improved a lot. Since he improved a lot amongst the playoff teams, how many teams have gotten better? Jags. But they, like, oh, I'm sorry. Let's say amongst the playoff teams that were in the playoffs both years. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, um, you know, there's not many of them, right? The Chiefs probably were a little better, which is surprising considering how they made all the changes mm-hmm. they did. And that's, you know, hat tip, but not much bad. I mean, come on, last year's Chiefs team, it would have been very competitive. Um, Mahomes against Mahomes. The Bills certainly weren't better. In the second half, they certainly yeah. weren't. Uh, 49ers. It's the Eagles. There's no one of them close. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. So the And Dallas, in my opinion, was supposed to go down. Well, the, the I give Bengals a lot of credit for discussion, too. What? The Bengals are in that discussion, too, right? Was supposed to go down. No, teams that are improved from year one in the playoffs to year two. That I, was my point. The oh. Bengals and the Eagles mm-hmm. would be the two. Oh, I'd I thought say. You, okay. And I would make the case, and I didn't make that clear, I would make the case that both of them are because of the quarterback, and yeah. both of them because of how much they've grown just in that year. Where, where you know, again, I'm going by what people say that I trust, but his ability to throw a lot of balls throughout the whole field now instead of just those long passes, which are fluky in a way, mm-hmm. even if you have a great receiver, you don't see quarterback. Like Russell Wilson has never been able to make that transition like in his whole career. And Joe Burrow did it during the season because he started the year pretty much playing like last year. Yeah, I think, and I think they were a balanced team this year as well. And I just think Joe Burrow established himself after last year. You want to say last year, whatever people want to say about last year's playoff run. This year, the the streak of ATS wins. I mean, th- this guy's a winner. He has yes. proven now that he is a winner. He he did it for a year in college, and everyone was like, "All right, we we've, we've seen it." He did it for that. You know, the NFL coming back from the injury and, and going to the Super Bowl, but then to do it the year after now locks him in. He is a winner. And to do it in a more sustainable way. Yes. Just bodes so well for the future. So if there's winners, there's got to be losers. Can you think of a quarterback? <laughs> don't I know where you're going with this. <laughs> what do you mean? Why? The fact that, you go, you're the fact that your mind goes it's right there so, tells me something. Look at his his mind's going there, too. But what does that tell us? That Justin Herbert's not a winner. I mean, at minimum, it hasn't been proven he's a winner. I agree. I mean, I personally, if I was drunk, would call him a loser. I'm not <laughs> I'm not going to do that, though. Okay, AJ? I'm not. All right. Is he a loser, though? Is, is a question. I don't think he's a loser. I think you might be right. I, I, we got an expert. Let's listen. I'm a winner, not a loser. So there are these stark lines in life. He said so. (laughs) 19-time NWA champion. (laughs) All right. I'm tired. So what do we got? We'll talk Cowboys and Charles. Oh, wait, it's right here. And then we'll pick up next week. It'll be perfect. We'll let Fez. Fez is like, I want to talk about the Chiefs. And we're like, nope. Nope, No, no. You get to talk about the Jets. Yeah. (laughs) You were on your private jet. Now we're talking about the Jets. All right. The Cowboys. You've just picked up Kellen Moore. What's your thought? And, and the Chargers are right after him. Cowboys 16 to 1. So there's a big drop. 
I like how you point at me like I'm the owner of the the LA Chargers. Listen, <laughs> if McKenzie has to speak for the millennials, you got to speak for the Chargers fans. I can't. There's only nine of them. I'm not even like a Chargers fan. What's the fan? odds that I'm going to know another one of the eight fans? <sighs> <laughs> I think, go to L.A. Still not fine. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> I think that I, I'm not crazy about Kellen Moore, but I still you sound think, like Nixon. Like after he got impeached, I still think Kellen Moore's an upgrade over what they had. Yeah. I actually think that's a fair statement. Amongst the serious football people, they don't like him. It's a, and why did they? Now remember, Kellen Moore was there before McCarthy. Mm-hmm. He is a Garrett holdover. How much do you think? How much do you think that? Um, Jeez, I am tired. Uh, who's the Cowboys? Oh, Jerry Jones. Jerry Jones. How much do you think Jerry Jones loves? I mean, he lo- loyalty he really values. Yeah. And from what I heard, it was saying, all right, McCarthy, you think it's you, th- you want to run the show? Run the show. Get rid of him? Fine, get rid of him. Because I think this is a micro-break year for McCarthy. I think so, too. Even though it looks like he got, a, in a way, a promotion. I think it's like put up or shut up time. I think it was he used Kellen Moore as a human shield. To uh, to give himself an, another year, McCarthy. Yeah. So you think he was bad mouthing him in? The, but you look at the stat. The underlying stats are very good, like the, with the Cowboys when Dak's on the field. Yeah. I don't know. I, I'm shocked the Cowboys didn't regress this year. I mean, like that would have been my number one team for regression. I think it was all of our number one teams for regression. I think they, they impressed with the win, winning with Cooper Rush at the beginning of the year. Well, I think them having, yeah. uh, like, they've had such a bad running game for, like, the three years before this year. Yeah, Tony Pollard they, really coming into his own as a lead NFL Pollard back getting good. Changed and things. Pollard being good made Zeke better. Like, yeah. they, they had, because they were so heavy on Zeke the three years prior, it just wasn't working. And then Pollard kind of raised the, the game for the Cowboys running game. I, I think that that was the biggest difference now, for them. The hubbub was he wasn't going to stay in Dallas, but now uh, Pollard. But Zeke says, hey, I'll renegotiate. So Zeke's going to come in at a low number, I mm. figure. It, if Pollard leaves, I think it's a huge loss. Oh, I yes. agree. Yeah. So, I mean, what's this, what are, is anyone hearing anything? Mm, I haven't heard anything. I mean, I would say, let's say when they lost that game. I would say the narrative was that Pollard was far less than 50%, not because of the injury, but just generally far less than 50% to come back. Latest rumor is that they might franchise him. Okay. So that's telling you how important they think he is. Mm-hmm. They, w- they would only give him a third of the carries, but not a franchise. <laughs> yeah, now they know. Okay. But, you know, franchising a running back isn't that expensive. About $10 million. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. I mean, that's... That's what Vaughn Miller got since he was hurt. <laughs> One year of that is like double what Tony Pollard's made in his four-year career so far. He's done all right. So I think he'll be very happy getting yeah. franchise. Dak was saying, was crying those same blues, and yeah. then then the twenty-six million dollar check came in. Everything yep. was all right. <laughs> but that would be nice to like just have that hit your bank you once. Know, like the ten million, like the ten million, that didn't do it for me. But the twenty six and one chunk, you know, it's hard to spend all that. You feel good about that? I don't so know. Zeke is going to count sixteen point seven two million against their cap next year. Bet he does that down to six. <laughs> <laughs> either either he gets it way down or he plays somewhere so, else. Well, what's he, the dead cap money? So because uh, if it, there's no guaranteed money left on his deal, it right. says that he's due to make 10.9 million base salary with no guaranteed money left on his contract. All right, so th- that so means they could yeah. say see ya or renegotiate, or it's, it better be like a six million dollar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the question is, does he take that? Well, if the option is take it or find another team. Okay, this is interesting. Mackenzie said our top seven teams by our Super Bowl or by Super Bowl odds. And our power ratings, which has a metric of four different numbers. Okay, so Kansas City 
number one. So we're going to say the playoff odds first. Kansas City one, number three in the power ratings. Buffalo two, number five. San Fran third, number four. Or tied for third. Philly tied for third, number one. And Cincy fourth is number two. So we have the same top five. Yep, yep. Same top six. Hmm. Oh, Dallas is six. Okay. And then the Chargers, who have the seventh <laughs> odds, are number 16 yeah. in the power ratings. One of these things is not like the others. Now, this is be the last thing. This tells you how wrong these odds are. Because mathematically, year to year, if you say how much is error and how much is correlated, if you take last year's wins to next year's wins, which is a little different than the Super Bowl, but okay, it's a 50% correlation. So half of the change in uh, year to year, about half of things change and half of them stay the same or, or half of them are correlated. That's not a lot. No. And on and defense, it's a lot less than that. It's like offense is more correlated than deep. We talked about it earlier. So the fact that we got the same, let's assume our ratings are great and couldn't be better. And I'm not saying that's true, but. Even then, we would say, "Well, how could this be? If fifty percent of the it was a, if fifty percent up in the air, in a way, we're saying, you know, so maybe I don't think you could think of it just with wins, but let's say Kansas City, they won what thirteen games this year? Yeah. Okay. So let's say they won twelve, just to make it an even number. Well, six of those wins are because they were good, like last year. We can not they're not sure wins, mm-hmm. but we mm-hmm. think that amount is going to be based on quality and. We think it's going to be good, so that means they're going to be fine. And half the other half the wins are things that we can't measure or things that aren't measured by last year. Things like salary cap, uh, you know, free agents, draft, you know, whatever. Coordinator changes. Things that we don't know any yeah. of right now. We okay. can predict mm-hmm. based on how much money they've got. See, that's an interesting way to think about it because that's what we've been working on. How do we predict year to year? And let me tell you, it's not easy. Senate, if I was hard to beat. Yeah. All right, so let's do this. We got the rest of the teams with Fez. Let's take a minute on the – let's not do it perfunctorily on these uh, hires, whatever. I don't know. I think – I don't think just because the Eagles won a couple of playoff games, all of a sudden their coaches are the best. I would never, unless I thought we had an all-timer, you know, like Belichick on, you know, when he was with Parcells. I don't think I want to hire the, the hot guy of the moment because in a weird way – you know he's going to be overpriced. This is like the definition. Of, what's the odds of Philly being in the Super Bowl next year if he they would have stayed? Not, not fine, but not great. So here's the question, in my opinion. If if you if you don't really like these coordinators, you must think Sirianni's like a really great head coach. Mm, or we can say they're not getting hired to be coordinators. They're getting hired to be head coaches, which yeah. is an entirely different job. That's true. Like think about it. You did a PD's job and you were on air. Yeah. Those were very different jobs. <laughs> yes. But somehow they thought because you were on air, you could do the PD job. Yeah. But you could because you have talent. But it's like, it's not. It wasn't easy. It's like, there's so many things in all. It's almost like with the presidency. The jo- the job you need to be great at to win it is very different than the, jo- the, the job to run the country. To do it. Yeah. I just, I don't know. I, I understand that the trend now is to take these young coaches yeah. that are players type coaches. But you have one 37-year-old and one 40-year-old that. The, the coordinator job in Philly it's the first time that they were ever in charge of a unit on a team and now they have to run an entire no, Steichen, team Steichen was OC in, in LA for the Chargers for one year yeah how'd that go under what uh, that was Herman's first year Anthony Lynn yeah wasn't good no 
So Steichen's had three years as a coordinator. Gannon's had two years as a, as a coordinator. And I don't, I can't even judge their coordinating, right? That's not my job. I'm not good enough with axes and O's. But what I know is being a head coach is more than that. Yeah, I, don't you? I, I, whatever happened to hiring guys that have been like assistant head coaches, when, or you know, have been running like units and meetings and practices for like for a, a decade? Yeah, a long time. We talked about this on SOVM yesterday. If D'Amico Ryans has the same amount of experience as, as a defensive coordinator as, uh, the, as Gannon. Gannon. And it feels like so, I trust D'Amico Ryans hire so much more than I trust Gannon's hire. Yeah, but the, I also like it for another reason. Houston is on a longer timeline, right? Whereas if they're in the playoffs in three years, they're a static. Houston gets to build. Yeah, they've been building for two years. Yeah, now, yeah. Or there was a prelude, and now it starts. But what, regardless, it feels like Ryan's going to be coming in his own right around when the team's coming into their own. It feels like the Colts, in theory, this was a play, This was a team some people picked to be in the Super Bowl you know, before last year. Well, Gannon, the Cardinals is who we're talking. Well, well I'm talking about both these coordinators. Oh. What I'm saying is there's a lot. This is a, the general trend, would you agree, of guys that are young that don't have a ton of coordinating experience either becoming head coaches. Yeah. I mean, Denver was a good example of that, wasn't it? It's the best example of it. I Would mean, you go over or under both teams' win totals next year? I think i go under on both of them. And I don't even know who the quarterback of the Colts is going to be. You know what's interesting is some, I think it, with different team levels, different things matter. I think motivation matters a lot when a team's kind of bad. And in a, in a weird way, I, as much as I think the Colts had a lot of expectations this year, I just think they're going to be bad. Yep. And maybe the, the, both these guys seem to be good motivators. These young guys all are press savvy. They all seem to know, you know, Sirianni didn't talk very well. And yeah. Maybe he's a good coach. I don't know. I don't think it's a short thing. But here's the question. Nick Fan or Vic Fangio can't get a job. But in Denver... They were like 500 every year, except they didn't have a quarter. Like, yeah. literally, you didn't even give him a chance with a real quarterback. Like, he wasn't decided. He was, it was Elway, and it was a Samute General Patton there that was making decisions. And they said, hey, here's, I mean, who, who was his quarterbacks? Joe Flacco. Flacco? Drew, yeah, Drew Locke, Joe, Joe Flacco. Uh, uh, Sounds like a nightmare. Yeah, he it was bad. But he still went like almost 500 over his tenure. Yeah. I think that's a good coach. Well, Belichick's going about 500 with the not great quarterbacks yet. Should he get fired? <laughs> Tell me the guys, teams that win a lot of games without good quarterbacks. And if somehow Debo can do it, um, or Debo can do it consistently, mm -hmm. he'll be one of the best coaches ever because it just doesn't happen. Who does it? And that's why I think Chip Kelly got a bum deal. <laughs> you really think about it, he did. But the league caught up to him. But, yeah, it's I love you can feel stupid maybe putting all your or a big chunk of your life into football, like me, I'm saying. But I love it because of this is no matter what happens, the whole league as a collective IQ is trying to stop what just happened that they couldn't. And it's very rare. Even Mahomes and Tyreek Hill got stopped. It was like the two high last mm -hmm, year, and mm -hmm. it was like we got to do something different. Now's yep. the time. I mean, that's awesome. And the fact they could do it yeah. is even more awesome. And then yep. the fact that the Chiefs can then adjust and do something different this year. It's a game of chess on grass, some would say. <laughs> I've heard that. Fez used to play chess but smoke a J, but that's— I don't even buy that. It, it messed up his computational abilities. <laughs> All right, so anything else? What do we got? We got—well, uh, Fangio did go to Miami. 
Yep, DC. That's a nice hire, I think. I because, agree. Because it feels like the Wade Phillips situation. Highest paid coordinator in the league. What's, now, what is that? Is it 10? Not 10. It's 7. I'm bad guessing. Uh, I didn't. I don't know if I saw a number. I just Probably saw the highest paid. I would bet it's higher than 7. Wow. He's got, let's see. McKenzie with a good quote. Quote, a savage ballet attributed to Lisa Simpson. <laughs> it's a three-year <laughs> deal. How about that? Uh, for Fangio with an option for a fourth. Nope, four and a half million per. That's a good number. That's but, a very good number. So, so I would have thought more. So the line coach at Alabama makes 900000 The line, The O-line, O-line coach. And Vic Fangio is making four. But I then in a weird – now, oh, okay, I remember now. So apparently they paid uh, the Cowboys with their D.C., Right, um, the Seattle uh, coach, and then he was Atlanta's coach. Oh, Quinn, Dan Quinn. Yeah, Dan Quinn is Quinn. I guess this just shows how self-involved I am that I don't like even take that. Like it would take like four seconds to let a name sink in, but I don't. I just keep like I'll hear it thirty times and just keep going. Like okay, and but anyway. But you knew Lisa Simpson. Yeah, I can like quote where he was, <laughs> but I can't quote his name. But no, I read Lisa Simpson. But um. I think Quinn got seven or eight this year, and it was the biggest like coordinator ever. And it was like they, and and uh, I think Lombardi was talking about that. I don't know if it's announced or not. Were they yep, sent- four point five per year? Who Quinn? Dan Quinn. Well, then see that doesn't sound right. So is that the base? And what kind of? I mean, I guess you don't know. Yeah. Uh, my my understanding is, and and the thing about Lombardi is he usually does, he'll speculate, but he'll be very clearly speculating. But when he talks about a number or things that he's talking with certainty. Though people could always be wrong, but 95% yeah. certainty. To me, it's he's got good information. It might be wrong occasionally, but he's got information he trusts and believes in. And he's saying it was like, you know, over seven. So, meaning that we don't really know even with the head coaches, right? They're not obligated to put that out. Those, yeah, those contracts it, don't become public. And, and it's weird because, you know, the reports are that Vic Fangio is the highest paid defense or highest paid coordinator in NFL history, but I, I'm seeing three years, 4.5 million. And that's exactly what Dan Quinn got. So maybe that's what they did was to say, we want to quell it. I don't know. It doesn't really matter, but I do think it's analogous to what the Rams did when they originally hired McVay. I finally got the name is <laughs> all they had to do was win a Super Bowl. Yeah, now I'll remember uh, your name. You buddy. I'm going to remember you <laughs> McVay. If that is your real name is <laughs> Todd McVay. <laughs> I don't like your draft coverage, but, <laughs> but I'm going to trust that you can probably take this Rams to the Super Bowl, but Belichick will get you. <laughs> the, um, he wasn't ready to be a head coach. He was a super talent, McVay. So what they did, Wade Phillips, they brought in a guy, paid him big, mm-hmm. and he pretty much ran the defense. I mean, yeah. it was like he ran half, a third of the team. And McVay could focus on what he had to learn. And then once he was ready to dip his toe over there, thanks, Wade, for your service, yep. and brought in a young guy, which was your boy. Yeah. Staley. Staley. I, I got his name straight. Yeah. Well, you've berated me with him enough. You well, when you when you have disdain, I don't mind Staley. I just hate the people that love Staley. Well, I think he's a dope. <laughs> well, anyone that you listen, I think he's making my guy look bad. Did you ever hear the it. fall guy? Well, there's a fall guy. Yeah. If there's anyone standing ahead of me, uh, uh, your boy, he's my hurt. human shield. I said Kellen Moore was McCarthy's human shield. <laughs> Staley's mine to protect Herbs. How's it going? We'll see. <laughs> All right, boys. So here's what you got coming up. You've got A.J. telling stories about his service to our country. Thank you. 
People was wondering if I'm joking. No, I'm not. Um, I mean, I, I kind of couldn't think of a joke, so I just went the sincere route. We're gonna. What else did we talk about? We talked about that. We talked about um, McDonald's cookies. Yes, Ronnie Van Zant. We talked about how technology. Oh, why in the middle of all the craziness, or you know, the frivolity, the laughs, haha. We talked about why technology is a field for the young. Yeah. Very few people probably knew that before I said it. And you're never going to forget that, are no. you? At least till you're 60. Hold on, what'd you say? Yeah, exactly. And we taught some college basketball. Oh, that's, oh, okay. So let's think about this. College basketball, you guys pre-recorded. Yep. So that's next. Let me guess, five minutes. 20. 20! Hmm. So. You told me to prep 15 minutes. You went 20. I went 20. So if you want to listen to college basketball, and I think you should, because that's the main sport from here through like April 1. And AJ's a expert. And you we listen to SOVAM. Yeah, SOVAM every day they got talk on it. Now, is it, I don't listen every day. Is it like, and, I, and let's just say this. We get to March, even the conference tournament, I'm tuning every day. I can't bring myself to care all that much about. I get it. You know, I get it. I'm not betting it like every day. So it's like, I think that, hmm, I think that it takes a real talent to make college basketball interesting. Well, we got a system. Yeah. How's <laughs> the system doing? People are loving it. Well, that's odd. No, no. That's <laughs> it's not thing. ours, but it's like, it's a thing yeah. that we're, we have we been just, pumping it up. referred to it as the system. Yeah. It's, RJ might have invented this system. You probably this did. Oh, wait, wait, yeah. let, me, let me guess. Is this the thing about teams at home that are unrated that are favored? Yeah. It's not. Okay. It's, it's it's part of that. Lower ranked any, or unranked Any teams. lower ranked team favored over a higher ranked team. Now, here's the thing. I've heard Scuttlebutt about this at other places, other sources of info. It has been a, a system from the 80s mm-hmm. that I didn't invent, but it was just a basic, it's a beautiful, the simplicity of it is saying, hey, the public is going to see that number beside yes. them. And that number means a lot, just like the numbers in rank, like in uh, the, the brackets. Yep. You know, they mean a lot. Yep. Okay. So now here's what you got to do. This is a fair warning. You got to figure out how, if the, and it's easy, look at Ken Palm. Look at what's that, Veritech or whatever the other, Verijack or something? Bart Torvik. Bart Torvik. That's Torvik. it, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Elijah Vera Tucker? What? Exactly. <laughs> is take a blend, maybe two-third rank Ken Palm, right? Because it's always good to get a couple of sources if they're all good, right? Because one algorithm might pick something up and yep. the other one doesn't. Okay. Now, if the line is in that range, fire. Because now the system gets a chance to exert itself. If the line's not in that range... That means that the talk about it has people betting it, and mm-hmm. now it's mm-hmm. mispriced. Yep. So I would say if you're going to bet it, bet it as early as possible. And if the line's off, it's probably off cause of that, and thus. And you can find out if it's off or not by those numbers that are so trusted by the market. What do you think? I agree. All right. I've done my job. All right. So college basketball next. If you don't like it, and that, I think you should. If you don't, just for 20 minutes. And then they hear about AJ's worst, the time he almost died. <laughs> That's no, not true. From on the weekend with when you ate 17 hot dogs. I don't even like hot dogs. That's part of the problem. <laughs> All right, hold on a sec. I'm, I'm having sec. Back this thing up. <laughs> I'm a little worried, AJ and Scott, that there's 20 minutes on my pod that I wasn't there for. I don't have any. Su- Here's what I want to do. 
And plus, somehow I told you every week I wanted from now through the uh, champ or through at least the start of the tor- tournament, I want a portfolio created of long shot bets. And I want one picked a week so people can follow or not at home and get comparable numbers. So how about this? You guys, this would be a great chance. If you haven't checked out SOVAM, you guys are going to put it over there, I think, now, right? If I Does that sound good mm-hmm. to you, Scott? All right. Yep. And we'll do the one pick here. And if anyone, and what you talked about was the four blue bloods that are doing bad this year. Yeah. Those teams are? Duke, Kentucky, North Carolina, Villanova. Those are blue bloods? Oh, and <laughs> where's UCLA? Okay, now that and it went like twenty minutes. Well, that's going to be interesting and in depth. Who who amongst them does any of those four have a chance? Does one of them have a chance to win the title? No. All right, that's fascinating. So that's going to be over there. Here we're going to do this, and then we'll, and plus I don't want people to have to wait to get to all the other fun stuff. Fair enough. What you got? What's your first? piece of the portfolio i'm gonna go with the creighton blue jays 25 to 1 they are the 11th favorite in the market right now for futures okay and so 25 to 1 so let's do this let's put 20 dollars what are we gonna have five weeks to pick them you th- how much time before the tournament about five i think right if not a little more yeah five all right we're gonna do 20 bucks on each one so a fifth of a unit in theory or whatever however you want to think about it so at the end we would have put 100 bucks on 25 times and it's kind of a blend and as long as the payoff is better than five to one, we're going to make money if our, one of our, if teams, one of our teams hits. Yeah. And now this is 25 to one. 25 to one. And then this one, I think, is about timing. So I think Creighton was depressed for a while in the market. They, went, they had a few games where their best player, Ryan Kalkbrenner, was out. That's why they were sad. With mono. Ooh, yeah. that can last years. Yeah. So <laughs> they struggled. They lost all the games he was out in. Bad streak in the middle of their – like you can see in, when you look at their Ken Palm chart, it's a lot of wins, then there's a big red chunk. Mm-hmm. That's the games that Ryan Kalkbrenner was out. He's back now. What's his name? Ryan Kalkbrenner. Interesting. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but this to me is about timing. Should and you really be calling a kid names? Because he That's was... his name. Oh, okay. That's his name. <laughs> this is about timing for me. So Creighton had won eight straight games before Tuesday. And they lost to Providence in double overtime. So what you're saying is they started hot. They had Cochran. Cockbrenner. Cockbrenner. Cockbring? Cockbrenner. (laughs) Yeah. Yep. I knew that's where this would go. I had a feeling. Why are you trying to hide your laugh? That's so wrong. Me? Yeah. What? I was repeating. First of all, there might be kids that listen to this podcast. Second of all, oh, I think we take like, that's that. the worst thing they hear. They're <laughs> all right. Wait, I'm saying the kid's name. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I, mean, I heard. I mean, there's. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> but don't say it was inappropriate. It was. You couldn't not do it. <laughs> They'd won eight straight. They lost in double overtime on Tuesday to Providence on the road. Not a bad loss, but a loss. Their next five games, the last five games of the season, they're favored in every one of them. All right. So what you're saying is they started hot. They lost to the player. <laughs> they got him back, and they were hot again. <laughs> yeah. They, he, he was brought back, and they got hot again. But now they've had a little dip. Coming off a loss. And you're thinking it's a little deceiving. I do. And thus you think his team's a good team. And, and if, if he was there the whole time. Yes. 
who knows what they'd be. And I think if if you if you <laughs> want to get this future now before they, I think they're going to win all five of their last games before they, they get uh-huh. to the Big East tournament. So this is a good entry point. That's what I'm saying. Off a loss before a good another good stretch of wins. So it's not so much that the number went down because of the loss, or or the odds you know got bigger payout. It's you're figuring what's coming up looks like a nice streak. Yes. All right. So twenty dollars in our mythical pool. And it's going on Creighton. Creighton. Where was that? Is that Indiana? It's in Nebraska. I didn't know that. Land of the corn. Is that what that is? Yeah. Omaha, Nebraska. Omaha, Nebraska. All right. And we're going to have four more of these every Thursday morning. And now SOVAM every weekday morning. And it's out before the bus drivers are out. But maybe not. Tonight, because it's we're we're almost running into AM yeah. time. Are you guys sleeping here, or we'll I mean, see. I don't mind cots. There's a couch back there. Yes. Taken. Oh, Mackenzie called. <laughs> that was Dibs. good. That at, was this, good. at this point, there's just no nap. Yeah, that, that's true. We'll roll through. All right. So now you don't have to worry about that twenty. It's there if you want it. I mean, it's a load off of some people's minds. Not me. I I I wanted to be here for it, but I was an hour fifteen late. It's like, oh, we got to start something. <laughs> So, <laughs> we got some fun coming up. Fez is back next week. Enjoy. Time shift. We went, oh, AJ wouldn't stop, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, God, and I'm listening. And then I actually dozed off. Well, anyway, that, that wasn't really you, was it? I, I, I was probably a 20% of it. That's more than usual. Yeah. Fez isn't here. Uh, Fez has been telling stories. I know. Fez. I know. What, I, you think he's on drugs? Yeah. What kind? The kind that make you talk. Yeah. It's almost like someone told him your stories were interesting, and that was a big mistake. Do you remember when Fez used to get annoyed if we'd talk about movies or something like that? That's the thing. I think he's watching... He's watching way too many movies now. Because, because His kid's old enough to watch That's movies. what yeah. it is. He, he said, which is beautiful. Yeah. I mean, but it's like every day. Children are the future. He's watching, he's watching at least a different movie every His day. His is for sure. <laughs> I mean, maybe a dystopian future <laughs> where the, the, the hyper educated sitting up yeah. in a cloud. It's like Blade Runner, maybe. Where are you going to be? My kid, I don't know. My kids are going to be shining Fez's kids' shoes, though, is what but I'm But that guessing. will be a good job, probably. It might be. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway. Is Fez, well, we already talked about Fez, but AJ picked up the slack. You know, let's just call it a mixed result. But <laughs> net, net, it was very good. And that's at the end of the pod now, because we know some people, you know, we'll, we won't say Philistines, but certain people only like the hardcore sports talk. So let's get to it. The EPR. Oh, wait, it's not EPR. It's EPA. And that's the Environmental Protection Agency. You know what's also the future? The Earth. Like, if you don't have an Earth, do you have a future? No. Tell that to what's going on in uh, Ohio right now. Oh, boy. Don't breathe too heavy back air. Oof. Smoking has two disadvantages. One, you have to breathe the air. Oh, Is the, is the Ohio River, is that the river that runs, like, by your town? Mm-hmm. They're saying that thing's, like, ruined. Like, the your water's going to be undrinkable for years. Like, uh, the, water, like the, the water supply in those towns, like, it's, it's bad. Now, you want to hear something that uh, it's sad, but it's hilarious, but it's sad. So, Belair, Ohio is one town north, right? Uh-huh. That's where Joey Galloway grew up, um, Buckeye and on ESPN now. And he was a year older than me, or is a year older than me. Okay. So, um, Belair. Did you guys play against him in football? No, Belair was like uh, 2A, and we were like 5A. Oh, okay. So, uh, 
And I don't know how that's changed, you know, but so I know never, but there was a Catholic school there, St. John's that we used to play. Yeah. So, um, and I think that's school shut down, but anyway, we, when I was going back home a couple years ago, Tom, who works for me, he's worked for me for over 20 years and I grew up with him. Uh, he was, uh, his brother and I were in the same class. He's three years younger is, um, I heard that there was a humongous problem where they poured like 50 pounds of acid, like the kind of stuff that like burns up things mm -hmm. into the drinking water at the Blair water treatment plant. And they thought they were putting chlorine in there. So somehow they were putting oh, like this, goodness. like this very yeah. dangerous thing. And I go, dude, are you drinking the water? He goes, Oh yeah, no problem. I go, why? Why? He goes, yeah, we figured it out. It runs north. So, like, we're south of Belair. None of that water is going to get down our way. And he's, like, drinking water when he's saying it. <laughs> so so that's the level of, dis of <laughs> cognitive dissidence you have to create to live back there. Oh, wow. So now he's going to have some other story yeah. in his mind that makes it okay. You might want to text Tom and see if he's drinking the water. <laughs> yeah. If, I mean, listen. if his work goes downhill in the next few weeks, you'll know why. Kroger's charges too much for that, that water. <laughs> and I mean, what like, you really think about it, when I run out of water here in Vegas, you know, like bottled water, I will drink like, like, Warm, room temperature Gatorade. I'll drink like Special K in the three liters, like you know soda. I won't go to that faucet. I never even think to go to the faucet. Like I, there was a time I was low in water like three days, and I was working, and it was just you I, don't touch tap water. I wash my face. I'm saying and, you don't drink tap water. No, yeah. do you? No, not since I lived in New York. But New York tap water is uh, good for you. That fluoride in it. <laughs> well, I think all tap water has fluoride in it. Mm. But you know something. When I, and again, I haven't gone to the gym since COVID, but when I was at the gym mm -hmm. and they had like one of those old school like drinking fountains and it was cold and everyone was, I, I drank that like crazy. I drink the water fountain every day. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. So there's something about it coming out, not really cold from the, from, from it that, that messes it up. Now, what I do do is I've got one of these cheap, um, I don't know if it's cheap, but you know, $10, whatever pitchers. Like that a have Brita. A, yeah. yeah. And then I fill it up. But I use that for like my cooking water. <laughs> because I figure if you're going to cook your pot, if you don't want to drink it, why do you want to cook your pasta in it? Oh, goodness. You, that, yeah. It's kind of smart, isn't it? Because it's really sure. not costing you anything. Sure, it's, sure. But when, you, when, you're, when you're boiling the water, you're, you're killing everything anyway. Are we sure of that? <laughs> yes. I don't know. I mean, is acid dying? <laughs> I, listen. How's this sound? I'm going to tell How's you. this sound? Let's go down the high river. We'll get a couple ladies full, <laughs> boil it up, and you drink it. Have I'll give you. Have uh, Tom send us some water. <laughs> this is one of those things where you're going to make fun of me because I'm so affluent. Uh huh. <laughs> oh my God, you probably have a system at yes. the source. Oh yeah. He's got well water. Dude, uh, no, I have a, just a filtration system. It's like 500 bucks, and listen, it makes the the water taste like it's uh, the water that the Culligan man brings. This is no joke. Your pool and backyard cost more than my house at the time I bought it. It's for sure it did. I bought my house oh, for gosh, yeah, I bought my house for 115. I didn't know the pool didn't cost well, that much. If you count the landscaping and all of it, it's getting close. And the taxes you're paying on that land, getting close. Yeah. Uh huh. That's how you I moved to Vegas at the right time. Well, no, I just and I'm in the same house because I I don't understand the and again I if you got kids and you got two you need room yeah. right but 
like when I walk in your house and you got a ceiling that's like 30 feet high, it's like it's like Sistine's Chapel. That... You have to also understand that he came from Texas, <laughs> mm -hmm. and in Texas, like $200,000 gets you a McMansion. Is that right? Yeah, oh yeah. And, and, well, no wonder, because you have to drive 50 minutes to get from where you live to Houston. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, you ever, you never seen, like, online, like, the pictures of, like, a Texas house that costs, like... 250K, and it's, what, like... What, like, what, like, like two-bedroom apartment in Hoboken costs? I, sp <laughs> I, I, I spent two weeks in Houston, a week one year and a week the other, and this was, like, 84, or, I'm sorry, not 84, 2004, 2005, and it, my buddy, George, again, lived in League City... Right, and it was like forty minutes to get downtown. Yeah. I bet it's so much worse now. Yeah, well, he's like, I mean, League City's. Oh, he's a way. He's that's barely even Greater Houston. So he's like, he's got a ways to go. But now my house was Greater. My address was in Houston, and I still had a forty-minute drive. Wow. So his drive would be like his old drive would be like an hour. Uh, e easy. Wow. Yeah, I don't get it. I don't get it. Like, who wants to be in a car that long? Nobody. <laughs> so it's a miserable. One, I mean, I guess that's one. And that's one of the things I feel I, I don't feel bad about paying. Like, I paid more. My house was more expensive here than it was in Houston. But like, my life is so much better without having to sit in my car for two hours a day. Like it, it, that, it drains you mentally. It's like uh, it's a it's a tough. And I didn't mind it. There's I, no traffic here. How long was yours? About an hour, fifty something minutes. Oh. Both ways. Both ways. Yeah. Uphill both ways too. Yeah, in the snow. <laughs> but I, I didn't mind it because, like, I, I and especially working late nights, my drive home was like an unwinding oh, time I for me. I agree with that. I because if I just went home straight after doing a, a live four, three, four hour show, I can't go to sleep. But how do you uh, unwind I'm without alcohol? <laughs> I don't know meditation. Yeah. Oh well, you can't meditate while driving. I thought you said meditate. You can't meditate if you're not drunk. I thought what you were gonna say. I'd slap on a podcast and and drive home an hour. And by the time I got home, I was put driving. put on one of my pods back then and say, "What's he doing? Why? What? what why? Why?" <laughs> Just to, trying to break it down. Yeah. It, it's even more befuddling when you see it. It's like, how in the hell is this happening? <laughs> but I think if you got a water filtration system, which wouldn't cost you much. It'd make your life a lot better. Now, what I did do, and by the way, we're going to have to move this to the back, the whole thing, but that's cool. I like when we double take these. Is Not double take, but double pump. Is I put a air filtration system mm -hmm. on each of the units. It was about 1,000 a clip. But it's really, you know, just in general, just feel. Now, again, it could be psychosomatic. Yeah, because Arjun doesn't like natural air either. So if the windows are open. Well, let's be, uh, let's be clear. You can't, you can't have windows open. Yeah, you, know? you can't really have windows open here very often either. Yeah, well, like, no, a couple actually, months a year. See, I disagree with that. I would make the following case. Let's talk a little Vegas weather. Is the extremes in the summer are extreme. Yeah. And I, to me, it's worse being, or it's better being hot than being cold. Here's why. Cold gets worse at night. Here, even in the hottest of the hot, come night, come 10 p.m. It's beautiful at night. It's not yeah. so bad. It's hot if you don't live here, but here it's fine. You know, it's not, it's like usually 101, but there's no sun and it's fine. It might be a breeze and it yeah. feels, feels fine. Yeah. It's fine. But in the winter, it's nonstop. So you only really have half of a day of, or, you know, two thirds of a day that's bad. And it's for two months a year. It's from, it's from June 15th to August 15th. That's it. Rest of the time, it's like it's it's, it's not bad. It's like between fifty five and and eighty eight for like I would make a the good case, portion of the year, like eight months a year. Yeah. So I that's window weather for me. But you want to hear something else? I've wanted a screens in my house for t fifteen years, never got them. 
like they seem expensive to me. Like I, you're like you're one of the wealthiest people I know. I don't know about that, but I, I, well, I do, (laughs) and like, it's like screens or like. But I feel like a kid in a way. Like, like I don't think like just like oh that's for my dad. I I haven't you know my dad's hasn't bought me anything in twenty years. I mean it's like imagine if you said okay. I'm not going to buy any books on eBay or Amazon for a month. Okay. Well, what would happen to the, the library? The, the library would take a pause for a month. Okay. Could you afford to put screens on your house? About three days of the book. I mean, I'm, I'm starting <laughs> I'm to, telling you. I'm starting to go up to the $50, $60 books now. But, like, these are books that are selling for, like, like this is what happens. They're 120 Like, there's three versions of this or three instances of this book on the entire internet, let's say, available. One's 120, one's 125, and one's 59. I can't let that 59 go. Because I know I'm going to have to get this book eventually, and then I'm, I'm getting it. Now, if there's one expensive one, I don't trust it because it's some whack job. But if it's two, eh, it's pretty good. And then, so I just bought two books, like one's for 60 and one's for 80, and they both were like less than half price. But that adds up. No doubt. It does. And eBay keeps saying, pay it, pay it. It's like, I need, a, I, I take a day and they send like three <laughs> messages. It's like, I'm supposed to have five days. They want that money, baby. Yeah. And they're also saying, I didn't pay someone and I did. I've bought like, I don't know, a thousand books maybe in the last year. I Probably at least that. In you the must last, have a good rating. <laughs> I, yeah, but here's the thing. Supposedly, if you somehow late pay two things, they don't let you bid on anything. And I bought like a thousand things, and I don't think there's even one I didn't pay. But somehow they're saying you got two late pays, you can't bid now. They don't have some algorithm to say he's bought a thousand things, and he's even if he's paid nine hundred ninety-eight of them, it's probably pretty good. Yeah, because I don't get. It's not like I got the stuff. It's like they would cancel the order, right? It was just a you know they give you five days, or yeah. and so if you cancel two out of a thousand orders, would you say that's a customer we don't we want? don't want you? Yeah, that's crazy. I, I don't know. I don't know. 